Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. This guy, this guy Joel, he was a professional sports better for the better part of 10 years and has been blacklisted off of every sports booking app or website because he was winning too much money. So he has decided to bring his expertise to you. You can sign up to bet with Joel on any of his packages and the the bets get sent directly to your phone. Instead of you sitting at home doing research and checking, you know, checking stats and you know, checking the last game just 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 to decide on how to make your ridiculous multi come off. And you're putting you're putting one dollar down on a twenty-eight thousand dollar multi for a quick for a quick win. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Just like, you know, you're you're hoping that the world's gonna be a fair and equal place. That the chances of that is the same chances of your goddamn multi coming off. But if you sign up to bet with Joel and you get the correct advice and you follow the program, you are going to get your money up just like me. So if you want to get that cash, sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription with bet with Joel. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Play the system win the bets, win, play to win. We're also sponsored by Phoenix Fitness, that's FNX Fitness, for all your supplement and fitness needs. You need some new, need some new, you know, cut off shirts to show you your seps, the tries and buys, Phoenix Fitness. You need some creatine to get real swole, Phoenix Fitness. You need some CBD gummies if you're in America. Uh, they don't send them out here to Australia because it's not illegal, it's not legal yet. But you need some CBD gummies to get some some sleep or some pain relief. Phoenix Fitness. Hit the uh, link in the Instagram bio or the link in the episode description and enter promo code WTTP for fifteen percent off all orders. You can also uh, support the show directly by going to welcometothepotty.com/store and buying yourself a butter soft Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt it's all unsourced here at the welcome to the potty podcast and now you can have unsourced printed across your chest these shits are swaggy swaggy if you're creating a player and you want that motherfucker to get 50 extra swag points then you buy yourself a welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt these shits are soft baby soft got in a car accident flew out the windshield slid across the road without a scratch because this shit was so soft it was like a slip and slide boy yes yes uh so Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store for that. And I do have a fringe show coming up this March. Uh, March, I believe, 9th to the 14th at Gluttony in the Adelaide Fringe. It is called Who Killed Santa? It's a split bill with me, Claiborne McMath, Zach. Um, for some reason, I have just blanked on his name, which is so fucking disrespectful, but uh, I am a bit sick. Um, fucking hell. It's, it's escaping me. Why? Well, we'll come back to that. That is unprofessional, but you know, I'm on a, I'm on a time, time frame here. So I'm not, I'm actually not going to re-record this. Uh, and Gene Lewis, Gene, Mr. Gene Lewis. And, um, I opened for Zach last year. What the fuck? Just, 
I know so many Zachs, you know? Zach Stewart, you know? Zach Lowe, you know? Um, what the fuck is his surname? I could just go into Instagram real quick. Let's go in here. This is gonna be embarrassing. Zach Watson. God damn it, what's wrong with me, dude? Um, he's gonna be on the show like next week too. So let's let's just you guys keep that a secret that uh that I just fucked that up. But anyway, who killed Santa at the Adelaide Fringe? It's going to be hilarious. Uh you're gonna love it. There it's gonna be like uh a little bit different to what you're probably expecting. Um but that's you know, you don't wanna be seeing the same shit all the time. So get around it at the Adelaide Fringe and don't forget to check out uh, bungbungcoffee.com. It's currently not up and running, but it will be in the days to come. So bungbungcoffee.com, please do it. Don't forget about it. And I guess all we've got to do now is start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, boy. Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Clay Tron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems. Aka the milkman, because I always deliver. Aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum podcast, and the captain. I'm here today with Eliza Thomas. Um, Hello. A South Australian comedian. Yeah, you can just pull that in, I think. Okay. Oh, good. And we are, um, we're doing a, a coffee, coffee drinking challenge here with the Bung Bung Beans, Bung Bung Coffee. And what, so what did we decide on for the stipulations? All right, the, firstly, uh, don't try this at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're trained idiots and uh, don't really care about our own lives. Okay, um, so we're damaged comedians. So um, if we die from this, it's it's no big loss to society. But you shouldn't do it at home. Um, so basically, we're going shot for shot. Um, most coffees wins first to tap out. Uh, we for for safety, we've stipulated it at um, 100 coffees in five hours. Um, and I believe the world record is uh 101 coffees yeah. well, I, I so didn't we're not check going the, for that, that yeah would be ridiculous. i didn't check yeah. the i didn't check the time frame though so i don't know he might have been doing iced coffees and done 101 shots in 200 minutes or something who knows who knows but um yeah let's let's see let's see if we can get my heart rate to 150 yeah mine's already pretty high it's a hot day yeah well, my resting heart rate's 110 wow <laughs> oh let's do a weigh-in do you want to do a weigh-in you can make up your numbers okay um Six feet, seven inches tall. Haven't been on a scale in a couple of years, but I'd guess I'm probably somewhere around 120 kilos. All right. So I am uh, five foot four, I think. And well, I'm 166 centimeters and uh, 62 kilos. So, so let's, you'll let's be, see how this goes. You'll be really, really running and gunning after this. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Clay's house has two bathrooms, so yep, and that's important. <laughs> that's important <coughs> because, um, yeah, I think this coffee is going to be doing some cleansing, mm -hmm. mm. to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Um, also, I haven't fully woken up yet. I haven't. Well, I, I didn't have my morning coffee because I thought, well, if I'm going to be having, yeah, this is my yeah. first as well. I thought that'd be the smart thing to do. Yes, and I'm 
pretty tired actually. I had a shitty sleep. After a shit gig, I always have a shit sleep. Ah, uh, yep. Um, so so I had a bit of a shit sleep last night, but wasn't with too. Your, with your gig shit. Um, oh, I did. You ended shit because you went all. Everyone was on board, and then you went, guys, <laughs> guys. I did. I was pan. I was. Guys. What's it called? Filibustering because yeah. I forgot my I forgot my <laughs> yeah, punchline. You went like you were talking about something really dark, and then you were like, "Guys, lighten up!" It's like <laughs> you're, you're the one talking. Uh, uh, but yeah, top tip: as long as the audience doesn't know you're freaking out, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Now, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, fifteen years. Fifteen years, and you've been sixteen years now. January. Yep. You've got like experience in other areas of entertainment as well, like uh, filmmaking yeah, and stuff. Like what? Filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a topless waitress. I've got other experience. Oh, filmmaking. Yeah, sure. Topless yeah, waitress, true. where? Uh, oh, it was a place called Jules. Where? Uh, In what city? Here? Oh, here, oh, Heinley Street, yeah. Jules, and it this is? the dodgiest strip club out of all the dodgy strip clubs. And um, yeah, fun times back in the day. Uh, it's the Woolshed now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So like, oh yeah. And is Woolshed a step up or down? For a long time. No, the Woolshed's a step up. Believe it or not. Because <laughs> there was one, and maybe still is. I don't know. Uh, Strats. Yeah. No Strats. We used to check Strats and no Strats is higher. Like we used to check one hundred and eight to see how busy they were because they'd close an hour before we did. So if they were busy, we'd stay open because then we'd get their crowd. But if they were quiet, we'd just close. Um, or is Strats and 108 the same thing? I, I don't know what 108 is. It might be Strats. I can't remember. I'm not. I'm not up with the scene these days. Yeah, well, I know. I, I I remember having a joint 18th with a friend of mine, and we went to Strats for a portion of that, and that was the first and last time I ever went there. Uh, it, yeah, th- that kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. I mean, the only reason why I wasn't a stripper is because I'm not a very good dancer. Right, yeah, that's the same with me, I guess. But, yeah, <laughs> but I've, I've probably got slightly better tits than you. Mm. I don't know. I've been, you know, just Sorry. drinking Maybe. beer and doing comedy, so my tits are getting pretty nice these days. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you count this second coffee? Did you put it on the tally? Um, I was doing it when we finished them, but I can do it. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah, maybe do it when oh, – I don't know. Like, I feel like we want to – I feel like this is going to get very out of hand very quickly. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. It's essentially doing legal cocaine. I reckon as you pour. As I pour, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I could forget. That's true. You know the chemical symbol, the chemical constitution makeup of caffeine, like the molecule. Mm -hmm. If you compare caffeine and cocaine, it's just one. Like, it's the tiniest difference. Oh, really? Like at a molecular level. Well, yeah, I guess that like they're both highly addictive. Yeah, well, they're uppers. Addictive. Yeah, so yeah. Um, like, yeah, but you just usually you drink one and you bang the other. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you Adelaide born and bred? Uh, sort of. So I was an army brat. Okay. So I was born in Adelaide. And then moved around a lot, just depending on where my parents were getting posted. Mm-hmm. Um, both my parents were in offices in the army. Um, and yeah, so born in Adelaide and then we moved around a bit. And then when I started school, mum and I stayed in Adelaide and, and dad kept getting posted around for a bit. Because um, 
they started realizing that I wasn't coping too well with change. This is one of those, the clues were there things. Like I was late diagnosed with autism at like 30 years old, but there, there's a lot of, how do you get diagnosed at 30? Like how you just why? go to the place and go on the waiting list and then they go come in and. So you just had a feeling and you were just like, I just um, want to confirm it or my mum Cause I was really struggling um, because the thing about being autistic and not knowing about it um, is that, yeah, you just, you, you just feel like you're the wrong shape for the world and you don't fit anywhere. And I was really struggling with depression and stuff and I wasn't, it wasn't coping. So mum was trying to, mum was doing a lot of research, trying to look at um, what I can and can't cope with and um, eventually she was like, oh, maybe it's autism, which is also hilarious because like that shit runs in the family, something chronic. Right. And the fact that we'd never thought about it before is weird. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. So um, with Autism SA, it's a six-month waiting list and it's like $300 or something. Really? Yeah, but that's like you've got six months to save up $300. Like, Yeah, but what's the te- – like why, why is it six-month waiting list and what is the test? Okay, so the waiting list is just because there's people. Just so many people so many and not people. enough yeah. not enough uh, work. Like. Yeah, so you fill out a bunch of surveys and forms beforehand. And I'm pretty sure, because from me and all the other people I know that have been adult diagnosed, I'm pretty sure the survey is if you can answer all the questions, you're probably not autistic. Because all the autistic people are like, this question doesn't make sense. Yeah, do yeah. you mean this <laughs> or do you mean that? What does this word mean? I don't know. How would I know this? And like... And like lots and lots of like side notes and things like if it's just a, cause it's just a multiple choice question. Yeah. If there's no extra writing on it, you're, you're probably just not. Um, but then, yeah, you need two people to diagnose you. Um, because I mean, the, the problem, the confusing thing about autism is that it presents differently in every autistic person. So yep. there's no, there's no one common trait that all autistic people have. It's like a points out of a hundred kind of thing. And so there's usually uh, like a psychologist and a speech pathologist. And so you go in, you do an interview with both of them and they're both like assessing you. And then you go out into the the waiting area and they're like, oh, just grab yourself like a cup of tea or coffee or whatever. And um, this usually takes about 20 minutes and then they have a discussion and then they bring you back in and tell you what they think is the case. Um, so I, when I went there, they're like, oh yeah, go, go make yourself a cup of tea and, or, or coffee. And I'm like, oh, instant tea it is. Um, and by the time I'd poured the coffee, I didn't even sat down yet. They're like, oh yeah, we're poured the tea. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're ready for you. So it's like, it wasn't a difficult decision for them. Okay. They didn't need to discuss <laughs> anything that I would have walked out the room. They'd just gone specky. Oh, total specky. Let's wait 30 more seconds. Just so it's not too obvious how quickly we came to our decision. Like, yeah, I was always autistic. And there's so many things from our childhood, my childhood, that it's just like, yeah, the clues were there, hey. Yeah. And, like, would you say that you're high like high on the spectrum or because... Uh, it's Yeah, we don't... I would say that, like, the typical signs that you see in people, like, I don't... Like, you don't visually pick up while having a conversation with you. You don't really pick it up so much. Yeah, but that's the, like, key point of female presenting autism. The first thing we learn how to do is mask and hurt ourselves to make other people comfortable. And that's one of the reasons why there's – one of the reasons why there's such a high suicide rate is because um, the energy that it takes 
to make your outsides palatable when your insides are screaming at you Mm -hmm. is exhausting and it may look like people are making progress but by the time they're 30 they just can't do it anymore yeah and yeah you just yeah so once i got the diagnosis it just opened up it was like winning the lottery like i've never i've never had better news in my life um, cause it was, yeah, it was the answer to all the questions I'd been asking all my life. It yeah. was, I wasn't the wrong shape for the world. I was the perfect shape for this. And, um, and I learned so much about, about myself really quickly and, and then, oh my goodness, the autistic internet, you guys don't even know. There's a whole nother internet of like support groups and stuff with autistic people and someone will post something and then someone else will be like, oh, cool. That's great. Yeah. Oh, you don't like oranges? I like oranges. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to like oranges. <laughs> like, this is like, yeah, this is, even when people disagree, they're like, I, I've always felt this, but, but I don't, I don't want to tell you what to think. That's <laughs> what, did you, did you see the TV show on Netflix, Love on the Spectrum? No, I can't watch that because oh. I got interviewed for it. Oh, did you really? And I don't want to know if the love of my life was on that. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if my they friends just out there? Um, no, but that that's what I loved so much about that was like when you go on dates, it's this this fake back and forth, like and they the brutal honesty of like, okay, well, have a nice life. I'm not going to see you again after this. Like at the end of the dates, so I just loved that so yeah. much. Yeah. And then they, the other person that's receiving this information was like, yep, fair enough. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Like all the autistic people I know, we get hurt, angry, upset, but we don't get offended. Offended is such a useless emotion that neurotypicals do. Offended is I'm upset and I don't entirely know why. Mm-hmm. I'm upset because someone said facts at me. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, if you say to an autistic person, yeah, no, I don't think we should date, they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, just because this and this. Oh, okay, yep, cool. Yeah. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, it's just, yeah, just, yeah, be blunt. Just be like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, if you think that about me, then I'm probably not that keen on you either. Okay, goodbye, nice to meet you. Yeah. (laughs) Highly um, highly recommend, highly recommend. All right. I don't think, I don't think your your perfect match (laughs) Your perfect match Maybe they were, um, but- but one of one of my favorite shows I think of twenty twenty. Okay, I absolutely loved it. There's a second season. All right. Well, you we might see me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe me. I might sign up for the uh, for the old test just because my my social skills are so fucked up. That's what 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 makes me think I'm somewhere higher than the norm of this on the spectrum. All right. Everyone's everyone's on it. They say right. No. No, that's a myth? Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's like a low-grade slur, basically. Right. Um, uh, saying everyone's on the spectrum because it negates the struggle. It's like when people say, oh, yeah, I've got OCD. Oh. It's like, oh, are you diagnosed? Okay. Nah, nah, if you had OCD, you would be diagnosed because you'd need to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, sometimes I, I check if my car's locked twice. It's like, oh, yeah, I, everyone's a bit on the spectrum. No, you've got a favourite spoon. Go F yourself. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, the problem with saying everyone's a bit on the spectrum is that, it, yeah, it negates how. So people are just, it's just semantics because yeah. of the word spectrum. Yeah, like, 
No, no, no. Just saying that everyone's on it is yeah. the problem. Like the word spectrum's not a problem. But yeah, but that's why people say it, I guess, because of that the oh, definition yeah, yeah. of the word spectrum. Oh, they, yeah, they like think a gender that, spectrum. Yeah. It should fit everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I... Is this my stupid phone? Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sensory <laughs> information. I'm like, what's that? What's the noises? What's happening? Um yeah, uh, what were we saying? I um, still haven't had spectrum, enough Spectrum, low-grade slur, low-grade slur. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we don't say everyone's on the spectrum because it's like saying everyone has it as hard as you. Yeah. Um, All lives matter. I understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly the same thing. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, that, well, it's not exactly the same thing. <laughs> One of us is getting murdered and the other one's a bit inconvenienced. <laughs> like, it's not... Um, but in terms of semantics, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and sort of functioning labels as well because they don't really... So, you know, that, what you say before, like, like a high on the spectrum, low on the spectrum, you can't really tell from someone's outsides how high or low they are on the spectrum. Like, you, unless you've got a microphone inside their brain and can hear how many voices are screaming at them at once. Yeah. And it's all our voice. It's um, different to, you know, hearing voices. It's like my brain is going in a million miles an hour in like six different directions, yep. but it's all from me. Like it's my brain. So sometimes it's really hard for me to talk because I'm, I'm thinking about 10 different ways to answer a question. And I'll just sort of, sometimes my brain will just mush together all of them and something weird will come out or something just, I don't know, or I'll just get, all the words will get stuck in my throat and I'll be like, uh, uh, uh. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cause it's, yeah, it's about the way we process information differently in our brains. Yeah. Think differently. Mm. Although that's a funny thing as well, where people are like, Oh, you know, people on the spectrum, they think differently. And it's like, yeah, that's our entire job. Who do you think invents shit? Yeah. Like name it. Okay. Name a non-autistic inventor. Go. I'll give you fifty bucks right now if you can name a non-autistic. <laughs> I've been I've been to your shows where you do this bit. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so what, did you Google I it? I know it's impossible. No, I didn't. You know Google it's impossible. It. Yeah, you can try. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, yeah, we do think differently. Normies all think the same. So most of you lot largely redundant. Just so you know. Mm. <laughs> I just insulted your audience. Start. Start quick. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So what? What did you think about the moving around? Was that difficult for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, my parents noticed it. That's why um, when we came back to Adelaide, because um, they had a house here, same house, still got it. Um, and so mum decided to stay put. Dad still got posted to Melbourne a couple of times. Uh, because mum also, <clears throat> she wanted to progress in, in her career as well. Mm-hmm. So um, with nursing, because she was an army nurse. And so, yeah, so she, they decided that her and me would stay here and dad would go wherever it was posted and then come back. Yeah. So they were still together. But I remember, yeah, mum got really upset because we did this school project and it was about nuclear families and non-nuclear families. So families that live together and families that don't. And I think the point of the project was saying, hey, kids with divorced parents, everything's normal. It's okay. Like, it's not weird that your parents live in different houses. But, um, yeah, I was like, well, what's my family 
because my parents are together but they don't live in the same house. And they're like, oh, well, that's a non-nuclear family then. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And mum got really upset. She's yeah. like, I think, I think Eliza thinks that we're separated. And I'm like, nah, I just – that was – the criteria was do they live together or not? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And it's like, but, but we're, we're together. It's like, yeah, but you don't live together, do you? This, yeah. So, yeah, I remember mum hearing – overhearing mum on the phone to dad going, oh, and it's like, no, nah, that's not what I thought. I just, I was just answering the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because they do, I don't know how long ago that was and a gentleman would never ask, but. Oh, I, like. <laughs> decades. Yeah. Definitely before you were born. Because I know that they do, they do Copas postings now, like compassionate postings. So they might have done it earlier with like more, you know, if it was just the husband and wife situation but like now they take the kids into account and for that kind of situation um they they wouldn't move families around so much these days yeah i think well i think because they always had the option of being they'd always get posted together okay because they were both officers like my when i say my parents were the poster couple of like couples in the army like there are literally posters yeah of them, like, <laughs> she can join too. Yeah. <laughs> she can join too. Is she bored of the kitchen? <laughs> was yeah. this in 1913? <laughs> <laughs> Close, I am really old. Um, but, yeah, because, yeah, and for, for like a week or something, I don't know, a very brief amount of time, mum slightly outranked dad. Yeah. Dad will never admit it because they were both lieutenants, so first lieutenant, second lieutenant. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, but lieutenants don't sleep. Other lieutenants. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> okay, Dad. Doesn't count. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what if it makes you happy. But then, yeah, he he went off on to, yeah, become a major. And, and then she, uh, yeah, left the army and did regular nursing. Mm. So, yeah. And then Dad moved back. Yeah, they, I think he only got posted for like another year. To Melbourne for like a year or so. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a heaps long. And then yeah, then they just. Um, so I don't know if he put an application because he he stayed in the army for a while, but he was back at like Keswick and stuff. Okay. For ages. So. Yeah. Um. And were you always into the creative side uh, of things? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Always like colors and. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I was always. Had you ever coloured your hair until, like, recently? No, I, I dyed it for the first time last year, rainbow. Well, okay, when I was a teenager, I, I'd do the non-permanent, like, yeah. pink or purple. Uh, like the, the washout ones? Yeah. Because yep. um, I went to a private school, so as long as it was washed out before I went back, it was fine. Um, but hadn't for ages. And never wanted to bleach my hair or anything, because I did actually quite like my natural colour. So I was thinking about dyeing my hair bright colours for about two or three years. Okay. And I couldn't decide. I'm like pink, purple or blue. I don't know. And then my friend was giving away a bunch of coloured hair dyes and I was like, <gasps> rainbows. <laughs> and my hairdresser at the time worked from home. So she's like, yeah, you can, you can bring your own dye in. Um, but I just I won't make any guarantees about how long the colour will last. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so that saved me a heap of money. And... I knew that I would love having rainbow hair, but I, I just, I really underestimated how happy 
it would make me to have rainbow hair. It was like my brain was just like, oh, rainbow hair, you need some serotonin to go with that. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was like my brain just was like, well, guess we'll, guess we'll make all the good chemicals now. And I just, I was just so overwhelmed with joy. That's so funny because <laughs> yeah. I like, I get haircuts and get my hair rebraided like every two or three weeks and I always feel so good coming out. Like <laughs> the, them salon feels. Yeah, if I could do it every day I would. But um yeah. There's something there's something about yeah. it. Or maybe it was just that because I, I guess I hadn't really gone to the hairdresser very much. I've got I've got green underneath, so maybe you can see that. It's it's like more um acceptable these days as well. Like in a professional yeah. setting too, you know, yeah, like same yeah. as tattoos and all well, that. You can be a bit more individual. And I used to work in retail and um, <clears throat> yeah, it was a place where the dress code was really strict. Like we could only have like soft pink or French manicured nails. Name and shame. No. Because no? <laughs> I might, they might owe me money. Okay. So oh, okay. I'm just going to wait till that. Because they did the dodgy. They were mm. one of the many, you remember when that came out, all the Australian businesses that were underpaying their staff? Yes. One of them. One of them. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a long story. We'll, I'll get back to you I, okay. after, <laughs> after we've signed some stuff and yeah. I'll see what sort of non-disclosure agreement. Next coffee, uh, yeah, yeah, next yeah. coffee break off, uh, off camera. There's, there's some. Oh, that's another wormhole. We'll, we'll leave that for another I've got, day. I've got one for you too as well. That I won't. I won't okay. go into on camera. Um, so. For your first ever, but yeah, sorry. Even like our bestseller one day had like a couple of pink streaks in it, and she was sixty, right? Sixty, okay. Like really nice, like very professional. Couple of pink streaks, and they're like, "No, you have to take it out." And it's like, she's your bestseller. This is a sales job. Like, yeah. surely the numbers outweigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was concerned because I, I changed jobs about I don't know, almost two years ago, and. I made sure I had a week off in between to braid my hair. So I had my hair braided on day one Mm -hmm. so that I wasn't working there with normal hair for three months and then suddenly I've got braids and they're like, nah, no good. So so I've maintained that now for for two years. But yes. What what was your first ever comedy gig? Okay, my first ever comedy gig uh, was... Raw Comedy 2005. I'm hearing this. I've had a few comedians on now. Is and it, it just, first? yes, it astounds me. Well, we do, we do, you don't know what's around. You don't know about open mics and you don't know, even open mics, like if you go if you go to an open mic, you don't know that anyone can sign up. Yeah, if right. You, if you're not in the scene. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, so Mickey D was hosting. Now, Mickey D is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey D is sober now. He was not at the time. Uh, it is a good thing that Mickey D is sober now. Um, so he, I was first in the second bracket and I didn't know that the host does 10 off the top of each bracket. So I was there ready to go, like expecting to be, hey everyone, welcome back. Oh, right. Now okay. on the stage, Eliza Thomas. And I like... It was taking really long and then, like, I started having this massive panic attack and things went sort of slow motion. And Mickey does this bit where he tells a story, what he did back in the day about him going into the the knife shop in Marion and being all sketchy, just going, stab, 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 I need knives, stab, stab, stab. (laughs) And I just remember, like, slow motion because I was sitting on the side of the stage here. So 
So, so Mickey's where you are and just going, stab, stab in slow motion and just being like, what is going on? And just having a full, like, proper sweaty anxiety attack. And then he, yeah, if, and like that joke usually goes for a minute. I swear it went for like 20. I don't know if that was because everything was in slow motion or uh, some, Mickey used to go overtime a lot back in the day. This is 16 years ago. He's he's really good now. He's I do have a, yeah. I've, been, I've been told the story about him doing like 40 minutes of bird noises or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'll tell you another, some old fat cave stories as well. Yeah, go um, finish finish your story first. Yeah, and then it is like, oh, Eliza Thomas. And then it just, things went back to normal and I got on stage and I did my jokes and it was okay. And Cahill Jackson came up to me afterwards and encouraged me to keep doing it. And I think that was probably what made me keep doing it as opposed to this is something I'll try. Mm -hmm. I've tried it. Um, But having a person like her who was well-established and, um, yeah, to encourage uh, me to keep going was, yeah, that meant a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Fat Cave. Fat Cave used to be at Rhino. So this was 2000 and maybe eight, nine, and um, yeah, it was the late show on a Wednesday night, right? And Mickey D was hosting it, it's his project. And again, this was, um, Mickey D is very good now. Now this is this is a friend of ours, right? We're, we're not just taking shit on yeah, someone we yeah. don't know. Like we've like, I've met his kids. Um, he's, I'm Facebook friends with his mum, like <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, yeah, he was notorious for going overtime because, um, yeah, the host is supposed to, you know, keep things moving. Yeah. <laughs> and so this show was supposed to finish at, like, it went. It was supposed to go from, like, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. It's currently 3 a.m. It's in the middle of the heat wave. So it's, even though it's 3 a.m., it's 35 degrees yeah. and, everyone's st- and everyone is tired and cranky and irritable. And people are just starting to walk out. People yeah, are like, yeah. I've had enough. <laughs> of course. And then it was this moment where Mickey introduces Lily LaScala, who I think it might have been her first time. I'm not sure if it was her first time to Australia or not, but, like, people didn't really know of her back then. And we were like, all right, final act. We can sit here for the one final act. And then she gets on stage, does a, like, brief intro. She's like, oh, I'm going to do this song now. And starts singing and this weird quiet fell over the audience and the energy I mean it's probably an autistic thing as well because I can be quite in tune with different people's energy and stuff depending on the person in the vibe but the energy of the room went from everyone wants to leave this has taken too long to just like beautifully calm and just mesmerized by this voice like we were just completely hypnotized by her and she was like okay well you know it's it's a late night so i'll just do one song um and head off i don't want to take up too much of your time and i was like no so she's a she's a singer I'm yeah not, singer like okay brilliant singer oh it was a variety kind of show okay. it's mostly comedy but um there's other stuff in there as well like magic and whatnot circus and things um yeah she's like oh unless unless you want me to do another one everyone's like yes do it like and it just it changed completely from hurry up we want to go home to I need to hear as much of this voice yeah. as, yeah, because it was just so incredible. And it was just, 
yeah, it was just the, the weirdest thing seeing a whole like a packed rhino room go from let us out, this is a hostage situation to more of the thing. <laughs> yeah. So Fat Cave used to be a rhino. Yeah. Okay. Up, old rhino upstairs. Yep. Do you, were you did you remember old rhino? Yeah, I've been there, but I wasn't doing comedy when I was my there. Favorite yeah. place in the world. Yeah, my um, partner used to work there for for the other Mickey Mick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know? Do you have in your fifteen years of comedy? Do you have one memory that stands out as like the worst gig? Um, there's okay there's one gig that Laurie Bell and I always talk about when people talk about like the worst introductions I've got two pretty bad introductions <laughs> uh, the other one's just boring but this one um, did you hear mine last night by the way yes I got introduced as a pedophile yes and I was like dude you don't know Clay well yeah, enough to I'm, make I'm that I'm joke. also yeah I'm also not close with Amos at all yeah <laughs> See, I would have just started with, I'll see you at the next meeting, Amos. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, like it's one thing to be like, oh, this person's promiscuous or this person's like, yeah, but. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't hurt by it, but I was like, okay, that's something to. That's <laughs> not okay. Like, it's really not okay. Um yeah, I, yeah, I remember the last. I was just like, oh, so that's not okay. Oh, wow. Um, so wait, what were we talking about? Um, sorry, kick you were um, uh, Laurie Bell. You mm. and Laurie Bell talk about a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever people are like, oh yeah, oh I got such a bad intro and stuff, because this often happens on the like women in comedy um, pages and stuff, because women get introduced as oh, the pretty one or uh, yeah, it's like. When there's only Comedian. one, one yeah. When there's only <laughs> one female comic on the lineup, the introduction is always something about their aesthetic. Yeah, right. Okay. It's like, yeah, let's look at them for a bit. Yeah, the beautiful. We don't want to listen to Eliza them. Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to get introduced as beautiful too. By the way, just quietly. All right, noted. Yeah. I have I've introduced John Brooks as male comedian. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've seen that actually. Yeah, that was a, yeah. I think I was hosting. Royal I love Monday. John. He's a good man. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The the gig. Yeah. So, Tangents. So it was at um like the Brighton Glenelg Surf Life Saving Club or something, and it was this gig for um to raise money for uh. Uh, prevention of ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. So it was like a girls' night out kind of thing. And so it was me and Laurie. And there's lots of activities happening in this room. So Greece is playing on the back wall. So wait, so if you've got the stage here, really wide stage, Greece is playing on the back wall. You've got manicures, pedicures happening. Oh, all wow, okay. It's like all That's the things. That's cool. Do they still do stuff like this? Oh, no, this was like a one night charity night. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they were like, oh, which one of you wants to go first? Which one wants to go second? And I was like, I've actually got like another gig. Like I can, I can, I can go second. It's fine because that was, the other one was a late show. Um, but yeah, Laurie's like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, if you want to go first, I'll go second. Like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then <coughs> to start the night, the woman running the event gets up, uh, talks about cervical cancer and ovarian cancer. 
gives her testimony. Oh, I've heard you tell this story. Of her own struggle <laughs> yeah. with what she referred to as lady cervix and how many times she almost died and how many times she was in remission and it came back and, and, and how it was going to kill her in the end. Uh, she's in tears. The audience is in tears. And she finishes with, and now... <laughs> That was my intro. Oh my god, our comedian! So I'm like, oh wow, really? You really riled them up for me. Here's our comedian. Yeah. yeah. So also, Greece is still playing on the back wall. There's still stiff and really wide stage. There's a table here that's actually interested in watching the show, and a table here. On this, and no one in front isn't. They're watching Greece. They've got their backs yeah. to the stage. <laughs> so I'm like going back and forth between this table and that table because I'm trying to give the people who want. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, I mean, those two tables, they were really on board. They were like, we, we got you. We realised realize this is difficult. <laughs> like, we, we, we saw the, yeah, we, yeah. we get it. Okay. Like, did you just do your normal set or did uh, you have no, to improvise a bit? No, I eased into yeah. it. I, I told a story about my friend. Yeah, because cervical cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer. Um, yeah, lady bits of cancer. Um, a story about a friend of mine who uh, had a full mastectomy and she was talking about her other friends and she's like, oh, yeah, but so-and-so didn't get their nipples removed. I got my nipples removed. And then she went, she was, there was painkillers involved. She's like, I wonder what they're doing now. <laughs> and I just had this image of her nipples in, like, the pathology lab with, like, a top hat and cane. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, because everything gets, yeah, tested. But, yeah, so I just sort of eased in with a personal story about... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Lady tough. That's <laughs> tough. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've been offered gigs that I've I've just had enough experience to know that that well, like there was one where um, an ex of mine offered me a gig at a pool hall during a pool competition while they're playing. While they're playing. Oh yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. For money. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so everyone, could you just stop doing the thing that you're here for <laughs> and focus on this bitch? I could just imagine, like, someone lining up for the yeah, game-winning yeah. shot and you're doing the joke yeah. where you take out your poem and you scream. Oh, yes, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, thanks, but no thanks. Um, yeah, I've... Uh, yeah, I've done so many gigs. I might think of some more. Mm. Later. What about you? What's your worst gig? Oh, it's, it's not really a funny story, but it was just um, just some really, really like fuck-eyed drunk hecklers mm -hmm. that there was no reasoning with. And it was at HQ when Kimley was doing Brick Room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was no oh, like... I loved Brick Room because they had the LED signs out mm. the front and you be, your face was on a billboard. Yeah. That's always <laughs> one of my face on a billboard. That's on my bucket list. Like... Took it off. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there was no reasoning with them. There was no security. So basically I just did my whole set yelling into a microphone, talking yeah. over the top of them. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. You know, Svetlanka loves hecklers and never gets any. Really? Yeah. Well, was, she's scary. Yeah. <laughs> there was one night, yeah, at Fat Cave when Svetlanka was on. And so Mickey's hosting, um, Boo Dwyer is like coordinating everything. Um and like just 
so she comes out to the green room to let us know like there is a heckler they're sitting where they're sitting like all the information we could possibly need oh that's cool um yeah because because fat cave's like late and loose so it's you're not just going to kick out everyone who says something yeah like it's kind of like you know you can heckle you will get shot down yeah <laughs> at some point yeah um and generally yeah mickey will encourage them to heckle him but not the axe yep um but yeah everyone else they were just interrupting their set the whole time. Yeah, Svetlanka gets out and it's just silence from them. Like, not silence the whole time. They laughed at the jokes, but like, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Because, um, yeah. But she loves hecklers and they, yeah, and she never gets any. <laughs> it's fun when she does because she's like, oh, yeah, point them out. And she'll just walk right up to them. Um, like, get right in their face and say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah. Well, say that again. Yeah. I saw. I think I've only seen Svetlanka once, and um, I was yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous that I was going to get talked to. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely. I understand why people don't want to sit in the front row of comedy shows because yeah. they they feel like they're going to get um, pointed out. He is essentially holding a weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could legit lose your vision. Yeah. From uh, upsetting her. <laughs> so developing Svetlanka is that is that like a do you sit down and you're like, hmm, what character can I develop? Or do you just you just come – it's more like the same as developing a joke and it's sort of like it starts with something and then just builds from there. Oh, you, you probably have to ask her. She's pretty method. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll, I'll have a chat to her Yeah, I don't sometime. really do character comedy, but she does. She does a character called Devo. Have you seen Devo? Yes, I've seen Devo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't go on stage as Devo. She like tells everyone it's a character and then gets into the costume just so that no one is confused yeah. as to whether or not Devo's a real person because <laughs> it's so convincing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen Devo. Mm. Um, what were we talking about before Svetlanka? The... Oh, yeah, where, where did you see Svetlanka? At, at uh, Brick Room. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember Svetlanka at Brick Room. Yeah. Huh. I guess, well, I probably wasn't there, so. No. Yeah, no. Um, I was probably tied up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had I had another shit intro at Raw last year and I was in the final. Ooh, not okay. I was first in the first, which sucked. It was early. It was light outside. Oh, yeah. And first can be an advantage in Raw because of the primacy and recency effect. But who was hosting? Or do you, do you want to say? I can say. Jay Michael. Um, not like not everyone was there yet. It wasn't full yet, um, but we had to start. Okay, yeah. And he started, and he wasn't doing well. And he goes, "All right, then, fuck it. Here's your first act." Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's fine on a regular gig. Yeah, but not a competition <laughs> yeah. gig. And that was that was that was rough. But he could have just gone. I tell you what, here's your first act. It's better than me. You might like him. Like he could have. Yeah. Like an extra sentence in there yeah. rather than now nah, throwing this one in the deep end. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, but. but that's all right. That wasn't that that wasn't um too bad a gig still. But I was very jealous of like the the middle and last brackets because people started showing up late. Yeah, but there was no beating Rudes. Rudes is a killer. Yes. Um, what else? So you've you've made a short film about coffee. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> And it was like my uni honors project that had a budget of $500. Is it on YouTube? No. No, it's a. It's I should have bought the DVD. It's like, it's shot badly and it's like, I feel so sorry for the actors in it because 
they were good. It was my direction and everything else that they were up against. And like these people, like you see them on ads and stuff now and they're, they're, they're great when they've got proper direction. <laughs> um, but it was just terrible. Like it was just hacky and <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was called Flavor Country. Flavor Country. Yeah. Uh, so because Flavor, because the, the main character's name is Manel Flavor. Okay. And she's a, a, a coffee taster who does like competitions mm. where she can taste which coffee is which. She's like a coffee uh, sommelier or whatever they're called for wine. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. And it's hokey and terrible. And um, hopefully it never finds its way on YouTube. There's a couple <laughs> of other films I've done that are on YouTube that are pretty good. We can watch some of those later. The ones, that, ones that other people directed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was not good at film stuff. No? <laughs> Although I was, I was a pretty good AD, first AD, mm-hmm. um, because... This was before Svetlanka came into my life and it was just like, oh, yeah, I get to boss people around and it helps the bossier I am, the, the more efficient yeah. the, t- the, you know, the schedule is. Uh, and I was very good at that because a lot of people didn't have that. And again, this is one of those, the clues were there, like the autism, like blunt, like, hey, director, you've spent two hours filming that cockroach crawling around yeah. for a two-second shot of a cockroach crawling around. You got two minutes to get the shot and then we're doing something else because you've also got to edit that two hours yeah. of cockroach footage. And we have actors waiting for the next, yeah. Whereas, yeah, everyone else would be like, oh, okay, if, if you need longer, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, nah, you're done. Get out. Like, yeah, change it, yeah. Um, or, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was pretty brutal, but... It was one of those, like, you just need one person to keep everything running smoothly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And the, yeah. And the films that were going to have me and then didn't, like, they were like, yeah, we really wish you were on this film because we've been doing 14-hour days for the last two weeks and it was supposed to be a three-day shoot. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, yuck. <laughs> it would have been if I was in there going, right, that's it, time's up. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was an extra on Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. And they... The daughter of the main character, like the in-film daughter of the main character was a non-actress. They just picked some Asian girl from a local school. Okay. And no one, yeah, no one was being harsh with her and she she's terrible. Uh-huh. And so we were just there just waiting to, she wasn't getting the lines right. And then they're, they're saying like, oh, just like a bit more urgency. And she wouldn't, she, like she just wouldn't do it or she didn't know how to do it. And no one was giving her a real direction and it was yeah. just like the most brutal thing. Yeah, I remember I had to pull up some dr- – when I say directors, I'm like student film directors. I'm not like telling Rolf to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, we're all at uni. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this one director kept going, kept saying, cut, all right, perfect, one more time. All right, perfect, one more time. And I'm like, hey, if it's, if it's perfect, perfect yeah. we don't need one more time. If it's not perfect, why don't you tell him? Yeah. What's so, yeah, and he'd be like, oh, if you could make the words just a bit more purple or yeah, like, don't just like – you need to say like louder, softer, like faster, slower. Yeah. Like you have to you put more purple. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, the sound of purple is what we're going yeah. for here. <laughs> like, ah! um, but yeah, but the whole is yeah, perfect again. But like if it, yeah, just if you want it done differently, maybe because if you say perfect, do it again. The actors will be like, oh well, I'll do it again exactly the same. Yeah, maybe there was a, a noise or something that ruined the take. But yeah, if you wanted them to do it differently, tell them now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
All right. Yeah, fun times. Let's take a break. All right. So, how many fringe shows have you got this year? Uh, I've got, I'm doing a few spots around the place. Um, Wendy and I will be doing uh, an introduction to the workshop again. Uh, but my main show is, uh, wait for it, it's called The Dead Dads Club. And all our dads are dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, this will be brilliant. And now I'm like, how do I market that show? Excuse me, is your dad dead? Is your dad dead? <laughs> Whose dad's dead? Um, but it's it's me, Jason Chong, Rudes, and Gordon Southern. So, like, solid lineup. Yeah, great lineup. Everyone on the lineup is an award-winning comedian, um, like a multi-award winning comedian. Um, so, like, the lineup alone is pretty good. That's on the 14th of March. Uh, what time of day would you do such a controversial show? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Stuff it. Middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, bring, bring the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring the yeah, bring the orphaned kids. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that is it. Is it supposed to be about like the material? Is that about dead dads, or is it just? Yeah, you have to you have to have a dead dad to get on the lineup. Okay. Um, but some of it will be, and we'll mention it a lot because it's yeah. There's this thing called the Dead Dads Club. So when your dad dies, someone else with a dead dad will come up to you and say. I'm sorry you had to join the club. Yeah. And it's a thing that until you've got a dead dad you don't know about and no one really talks about. So I don't know if I'm breaking the rules by talking about it. But um, it's it's a – yeah, like there's a scene in, in Grey's Anatomy where George's dad dies and Christina's like, hey, there's this club and you're not in it till you're in it. You, I mean, you can you can try and empathise or whatever, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's like, my dad died when I was young and I'm, I'm sorry you had to join the club. And – it's sort of yeah, or you can say, and it's yeah, it's one of those things where you just you just don't know until until you're in it. Um, so yeah, there'll be lots of dad jokes, lots of dead dad jokes. Um, yeah, but I, I figure like this this is a show like the people who it's for, it's for. Mm-hmm. So the people who are like, oh, not really, sure dead that. dad's club, not for you. Yeah, no, if that's <laughs> jarring for you, not not your show. Um, so yeah, I have no idea how it's going to go. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> Nervous, but yeah, it will, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, the lineup's solid, so yeah. it'll be a good show. Oh, it'll definitely be a good show um, with that lineup. And, and are, are you doing the favourite conspiracy theory one? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's so you, Wendy and, uh, um, it's, Gooch, Nick Gooch? Yeah, it's mainly Wendy's. Thing. Okay. So we're guests on it. Okay. Um, I wasn't going to do it. Svetlanka will do one. Um, she'll be spoken some Frenian po- propaganda. Okay. Uh, that's the country she's from, the sovereign nation of Frenia. It's in the Eastern Europe's. Okay. Eastern um, Europe's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, she'll be talking about how the reason why no one's heard of Frenia is because of Soviet propaganda. Mm. Um, because they, they refuse to be part of the Soviet Union. So the Soviet Union's like, well, we don't recognise you as a country then. So, yeah. Um, but... So I wasn't going to do it, but then I thought of something and I, I think I will do one um, uh, about how I think anti-vaxxers don't exist. I think it's just like straight couples at childbearing age who are sick of being asked, when are you going to have kids? Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> we, need to, we need people to stop asking. I like that. We'll pretend to be anti-vaxxers because then people are not going to stop encouraging. Yeah, or yeah. completely stop communicating. <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was trying to – because I'm, I'm doing like this self-improvement thing where – if someone has a completely opposing opinion to me, I'll try and find a common ground. I'll try and see it from their point of view. And so I'm like, okay, there's got to be something I have in common with anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, oh, that's it. I don't want kids either. Mm. 
um, yeah, I'm more of a preventative kind of way. I use prophylactics instead of just hoping for measles. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's that's what I'll be doing, and yeah, it's felt like I'll be spreading some perennial propaganda. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun, and yeah, but yeah, but yeah, the main thing is the the Dead's, Dead Dads Club. Yep, thirteenth of March, four pm. Come see you there. And your course, your course is a uh, like. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we won a weekly award for it last year. Um, this year, because last year we did, like, uh, a three, three five-hour sessions of an intensive and then we follow them up throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we'll do, like, one session that'll be, like, a recruitment session so we can vet people because, like, last year we had um, eight people in the class, we, we, which was the maximum, like, we we're going to just have five but then we were like, oh, we can, we can have seven or eight. That we, we cut it off there yep. um, because you don't want too many people in the class because we actually do want to be able to give each person our time. Yeah. And we found that <clears throat> the people who had never done it before were really easy to teach because uh, it's a lot easier to teach people good habits than to unteach people bad habits. But we just had one person in the class who just took up so much more time than everyone else. Beginner who, or? No, I've been no. doing it for about a year. I, a beginner, yes, but like had learnt all the bad habits and none of the good ones. Mm-hmm. And they paid us money to argue with everything we said. Yeah, well. And it's just like, why are you here? We'll take if your you're money. such an expert. Like, yeah. and they just, yeah, wouldn't listen to anything. And they kept asking for our advice and not taking it. You know, the, the classic asshole. Um, but it's just like, either stop asking or accept what we're saying. Like, why are you asking for our advice if you're not going to take it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty frustrating. So so now you've got a vetting program. Yeah, well, now we've got a vetting <laughs> program. Um, yeah, so to try and, yeah. What are the, what are the classic bad habits that beginners pick up? Um, hacky stuff, punching down, um, not understanding word economy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, someone was telling this joke and it went for like three minutes and it's like, that could be a 10 second joke. We don't need to know all the details of this person. We don't need to know their life story. Just a friend said this and then this happened. Yeah. So they're writing, they're writing a novel and describing the colours and the the breeze on the back of the neck and this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what else? Yeah, I mean, no, there's yeah, there's lots of different things, but yeah, the, the the point of the course is like, there's a lot of things that took us years to learn that we can explain in a few sentences. Yeah, like it's sort of stuff that once you know, you're like, oh, I know that now. Yep. But until you know it, you, it you takes a it. long time to figure out. I mean, there's a lot of things that you you just can't get until you've had a few years' experience. But um, there's a lot of things that if you know this, if know if you know these things going into it, then you'll be a lot more set up. Mm. Um, yeah, and then on the last day. We uh, treat the class to our old material that we'd never do on stage anymore because it's terrible. Like, it's just awful, hacky, like, offensive, punching down. Like, it's embarrassing to do this material. And we only, yeah, we do it for the students. And then we're like, all right, so which of the things, which of the rules did we break? And they're like, all of them. We're like, yes, all of them. (laughs) Um, Now, do we all understand why we're not doing that material anymore? Yes. Okay, good. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's embarrassing, but kind of fun. Do you enjoy like teaching that? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's really good when you, um, yeah, you see people like learning stuff and, and putting into practice and um, yeah, taking what we've taught them and going, oh, okay, so that relates to this. Um, there was this one person who was quite new, was just, we're so glad we got to him before he started and he's the same. He's like, I would have been that hacky edge lord. I would have been that guy. I would have been like, oh, hey, everyone, bitches and hoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's, yeah, he's come a long way in a short amount of time. But yeah, sometimes he would ask a question and then as he was asking it out loud, he'd be like, oh, hang on, but this, is, this relates to that thing that you said. So, okay, cool, I get it. And he'd sort of answer his own question sort of out loud because he was piecing together the information that we'd, we'd taught yeah. him. And that, that was cool just to see the learning process like, yeah. happening. Sometimes um, you just need to say stuff out loud. Even yeah, yeah. When I, even jokes. You, if you write a joke, you can write it down. You can still think it's funny, but then once you, before you're even on stage, you say it out loud, and it feels uncomfortable to say. Then you just yeah. know, like, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Uh, I even remember like in school doing tests and being like, this question doesn't make sense. Reading it in my head, and then I'd go up to the teacher and be like, this question doesn't make sense, and then they'd just read the question. I'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, what number are we at? This is this is eight. Eight. Yeah. All right. Bungbungcoffee.com, everyone. The best coffee in town. Yeah, there might not be any left after today. Yeah. So yeah. get in Getting quick. high on my own supply. Mm. And these are, yeah, these are cute cups. Yes, they're adorable. I don't know where they came from. Rachel's family again, I, I believe. House is full of lots of like adorable little antiques. Yeah, it's a yeah old house with old things in it. Yeah, and one extra old thing today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 really old. I, I'm older than I look. I don't have kids, so kids is what makes people my age look really old. Um, yeah, like school reunions and stuff. I'm like, wow, everyone my age is like really old. Like, <laughs> everyone my age is old. Yeah, because yeah, kids wear you out. Yeah, I've never I've never gone to a school reunion. We had our tent. Well, we my school had the ten year one like last year. That, no, well, a few years ago, and I just wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, what else? What else? I we just talked about something out there that. Oh, you've got a joke about being a hoarder. Yes. And you're I am a, a hoarder. you're a legit hoarder. Yeah. So the thing about me is, if I recognise a flaw in myself, I will either do my best. To improve it, and if I can't, I will just own the shit out of it. Yeah. So one of my issues is that I'm a hoarder. I am a hoarder. I am a proud hoarder. Yep. I am not ashamed of it. Like I have my own house. It's a decent size. I'm gonna fill it up with stuff. <laughs> um, and what kind of stuff? Just any stuff. Anything. Okay. And so the Maria Kondo craze was great because all my friends were like getting rid of stuff, and yeah. I'm like, I'll be right over. Yeah. <laughs> Broken violin, I need that. Yeah, of course. Do you play? No. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, all the things, I just, and I also, I really enjoy upcycling, like making things out of mm. things, if that makes sense. Yes. Like things that they're not meant to be made out of. And, uh, like I always, like if I need to fix something or whatever, I'll look at like the recycling and see if I can make something out of that or uh, whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, with the can I just say with the panic buying, our people are being attacked. Panic buying and hoarding is not the same thing. Like my apocalypse cupboard has like cans of corn that are like six years old. Yep. Uh, 
we curate things over time. Yes. We do not panic buy. You normal buy. We normal and, buy. And you just leave it be. When we buy things in bulk, it's because they're on special because no one else wants them. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't panic buy. We don't need to. We already have the things. Uh, so, yeah, just, yeah, just want everyone to separate panic buying from hoarding. Not the same thing. Do you have, what's your most, in your opinion, what's your most uh, interesting possession? And what, if you're comfortable with this, what do you think would be worth the most? And what's your address? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's tricky because I have a mix of just broken junk and antiques. Do you have like knickknacks, like like you know Everything. old like snow globes, stuff like that? Yeah, I have a I have a, a small broken snow globe. Broken uh, is everything broken? <laughs> most things, okay. so yeah. <laughs> broken the broken stuff is my favourite. Yeah, um, you know that's why I like comedians so much. <laughs> um, and do you really have sliding door? Did you really change your doors? To no, no, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking about it. That's yeah. nuts. Um, yeah, so I have like jewelry and I have antiques and stuff. I have I have these like cane couches that were like made in Colombia between the wars that are Are the little bits that are twisted around the cane are they breaking? Yeah. And unraveling? Yeah, but yeah. still but only in a couple of places and easy enough to fix it still. It's I know that I know the exact better. furniture. I'm pretty sure my mum had it. Yeah. <laughs> you you might have got yeah. it from our garage sale when I was a kid. Yeah, it's probably better to not fix it. And let whoever wants it restore it themselves. But yeah, yeah. I made a, a joke the other night about Gene Lewis wanting to buy it until he realised that I was what, I was talking about couches when I said I've got like two grams <laughs> worth of Colombian cane. cane. <laughs> <laughs> miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else? What else have I got? I've got like, like yeah, clothing that's like antique, like coats and stuff that are worth thousands for no reason. And um, is that just a trend? Trend? Like, is that just no. is is like vintage is hot right now, right? Mm. Is that like, so like vintage, but it was expensive then? Okay, okay. And so now it's expensive and vintage. Yeah, yeah. But will that go away? Do you think like like the vintage being cool oh, and expensive? I, yeah, that doesn't matter because I'm not selling anything because it all has to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't actually matter if it's something that's broken and worth nothing or yeah. something that's worth a lot. I'm not selling anything. I'm keeping all of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. In fact, it's probably better that it's that I don't know what things are worth because then I'd have to put it on my insurance if like, yeah. I'm at eye, I'm at eye twitching levels of caffeine, I think. All right. Yeah, this one. I'm still a bit sleepy. <laughs> I do have narcolepsy by the way, if you're wondering why I'm taking on like oh, play I'm, in a consumption challenge. And I've got a, I've got a it, it came from uh I did a set, well Many times I did the same set, but I make a joke about my coffee drinking abilities being second to none. And then one night, um, Eliza said, well, let's... Prove it. Let, yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, and what what are we doing? Did we decide, did we agree on like what happens to the winner slash loser? No. How about we just buy tickets to each other's fridge show? Okay. Deal. Uh, Hardest pass doesn't count. Buy tickets. Yeah, I have to buy tickets. Yeah. Buy tickets. Yeah. All right. Deal. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, stuff. Stuff, yeah, having all the things. Yeah. Love all the things. Love clutter. Love stuff. Do you enjoy travel? Yes. And do you do you do souvenirs? Lots of souvenirs, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I will generally like I'll pack a suitcase and like back seal 
have those back seal bags so that the suitcase is like probably a fifth full. Yep. And then I will fill it up. And yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I like traveling, but I'm also quite happy to stay home. Like I, I loved lockdown. Yeah. Like that bit was my favorite part of last year. Like not having to leave the house. Gold. Yeah. I will. Yeah, and like, because I'm a hoarder. There's plenty of stuff to yeah. do around the house. Yeah, I can just stay go with all your things. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I had this. Yeah, just play with all my stuff. <laughs> um, and like, I've always got. I've got plenty of food because, like, I'm a like. I was like a closet doomsday prepper since like Trump got elected. I was like, oh, it, the end is nigh. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. With the recent, most recent lockdown, Wendy's like, hey, it's lockdown. Do you need anything? Because we've got till midnight. To, and I was like, oh, awesome. What do I need? Not to have to leave the house for a bit. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, and then, yeah, because it was meant to be six days and after three days they cancelled it and I'm like, nope. No, and yeah. I just refused to leave the house for another three days. Yeah, People my like, um, partner was the same. She was, yeah. she was she was excited to have a few days off and yeah. then she had to go back to work. She was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like that's not even enough to like, yeah, get into a like good TV show or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are like, you can't just refuse to come out of lockdown. I'm like, yes, I can. I've checked the rules. <laughs> There's nothing that says you have to leave the house once you can. You can they, like with all the COVID things, they're fine if you just stay at home by yourself. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just had a, yeah, I had a, had a great time. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like being at home. Yeah, me too. Especially like we got the dog by accident. Like we were on the list before COVID happened. And then it just so happened that the dog got pregnant and um, gave birth just before lockdown. So we had the COVID puppy. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. So we, we were home. Like it didn't get left by itself at all. That's and brilliant because then you can establish the bond like, yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, you need to spend proper time with them in those first few days. Especially that because it's a hunting dog. Like they need people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And especially going from like being with their mum and all the other puppies mm -hmm. to being left by themselves, that would be awful. But, yeah, if you're around, they're like, oh, this is my new family. Yay. Yeah. Attention. Yeah. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that because – Play the puppy. Entertaining. Stuff to do. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we were just ha – we were happy to be here. Yeah. We are happy to be here. Yeah. Now, do you do op shopping? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am wearing shoes and a tie from op shopping. It's got coffee cups on it. Oh, I didn't even – I didn't even notice this whole yeah. time. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. my tattoo. Wow. You um, got a coffee tattoo as well? Yeah. I need to get one. Now that I'm a coffee yeah. mogul. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Catch up. Yeah. I'll get the Bung Bung logo, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, these shoes, these are like Calvin Klein's and they're in new condition. I got them for like 20 bucks or something. Oh, nice one. Rachel and I went on a date a couple of weeks ago because we both got Fridays off of work um, where we went to an op shop and bought for each other and had to wear whatever the other oh, person picked out. That's brilliant. Yeah. And then we went out to lunch and... Um, she bought me pants that were too short. And so just pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she bought pants. Yeah, yeah, she bought me pants. And um, a shirt that looked like it fit until I did any type of movement. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I looked like an absolute fuckwit. And she she looked good. She looked really good. So I was like, I was getting what a bit did of a salt. I got her a skirt, which was like, it wasn't the best pattern. It was, but it was like, it was like a mustard color and polka dots, but it looked, it looked nice. And I got her. Dude, cool. there's so much taffeta in op shops. You should have got her a lot of them puffy sleeved 80s, like prom dresses. We were on different wavelengths. <laughs> yeah. So I, she's thinking, oh, I'm going to make this guy look dumb. And I was thinking, I'll, I'll find some I'll cool find something stuff. nice. I'll yeah. prove that I've listened. Yeah. <laughs> and that I know your style and yeah. I'll get you something nice. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, we're having lunch and I'm like, just fucking not talking. Show <laughs> like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... A Netflix person? 
sometimes I, I tend to – so if I'm watching a movie, I can quite happily pause the movie, mm-hmm. come and go, watch it over a few days. But if it's a series, I can only binge. Okay. I'll be like, all right, there's, there's two seasons. All right, let's see if I can get this done by tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so I don't tend to Netflix too much because it's like it's like – 12 hours at a time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, sorry, what are we up to? This is number... This is 10. This is 10. Yeah. Right. Um, Clay's starting to feel it, everyone who's yep. uh, playing got, at home. I've got a twitchy eye and I'm, I'm feeling pretty excited. Yeah, I'm pretty tired still. Uh, I could go a <coughs> nap, honestly. I... <laughs> I could legit fall asleep. may have trouble sleeping tonight. Oh, I won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so you just... You, you said you've got narcolepsy. Like what, what type of level are you allowed? Uh, if you're not taking medication, you're allowed to drive. Do you, do you have a license? I have a license. Um, and it is a condition of my license that I drive with amphetamines in my system. Mm. So if I got tested and, they, and the test came back negative, I could lose my license. Wow. So how often do you visit Port Adelaide? No, no this is <laughs> from the chemist. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, they're very specific kind of amphetamine. Okay. Not just any of them. <laughs> not just, oh, man, that's fine. <laughs> I don't actually know if they test for this particular kind. Because they're only, t- I think they only test for the, the illegal ones. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm very careful with the driving. Like every time I get in my car, I'm like, right. How long has it been since I've taken my meds? How mm. do I feel? Because I'm, I'm very lucky with my narcolepsy variant. I get lots of warnings. So you now some people get like an aura before they get a migraine or, oh, yeah. or like a, a pre-dremal phase in a seizure or whatever. Like I get that. Like things, my vision starts to go a bit not blurry, but just has like a. Yeah, like an aura. So I, I get like a two-hour warning, which is, all right, take some more meds if I haven't maxed out for the day or, or have some coffee or whatever. A half-hour warning, a seven-minute warning, and a 30-second warning. So the half-hour warning is, okay, whatever you did at the two-hour warning didn't work. You got half an hour to be horizontal. <laughs> um, and then the seven minutes, like, you need to sit down or lie down right now, and the 30 seconds is, you're going to be unconscious in 30 seconds. What are these warnings? What are they? Um, just, uh, it's hard to describe, just sort of a, a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the people who are around, around me know me pretty well if I'm, if I'm having a narcolepsy. Um, but, yeah, I, I know at the beginning of the day if, 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 if there's a risk for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the thing about, like, with all my conditions, physical and mental, like, if I have to cancel something because of anxiety, that's, like, a massive guilt thing. Whereas if I have to cancel because of narcolepsy, there's, there's no guilt. Like, because it's like, can't get behind the wheel. Yeah. Not going to tr- not gonna risk killing someone for you. Yeah. Like, if, if you want to see me today, come to mine. Because, um, like, there's there's not really anything I have to do that's so important that someone else can't come and pick me up for it. Or, like, yeah, there's there's nothing I have to do that's worth risking that. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I just, you can't argue, oh, just risk it. You might not fall asleep behind the wheel. It's like, nah, <laughs> no, not going to risk it. No, thanks. Um. So, yeah, but it's it's pretty manageable with the medication. Um, I'm, I think I'm a lot luckier than most people with narcolepsy in that, yeah, I do get all the warnings and stuff and I, uh, I, I, I'm in a position to manage it now. Um, it, it does affect me. It does affect my life. I do have to cancel things sometimes and, yeah. But it's funny, like, because with all of my, yeah, <laughs> physical and me- mental health conditions... People are like, oh, narcolepsy, that sounds terrible. I'm like, that's the easiest one. <laughs> like, you know what fixes narcolepsy? Sleep. A nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if I have a two-hour nap, that just resets it and I'm fine for the rest of the day. Like, so. I've never met anyone else with narcolepsy. Really? Oh, I know a few. Speaking of um, 
people that say they've got something when they've not been diagnosed, mm-hmm. insomnia. The amount of people that say they've got insomnia just because they've had a couple bad nights sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have insomnia? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I don't have yeah. I don't have a whole lot. I've got arthritis. And that, that, <laughs> that must be fun with basketball. Well, I don't play anymore. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's oh sorry. No, well, Things got dark. That's why that's why comedy started because yeah. no, I, I gave had up a time. on my dreams. And <laughs> that's why comedy started. You're like, well, I'm damaged and tragic now. Yeah. I can do comedy. Yeah. Well, I always I always loved comedy and always wanted to do it, but like, you, you can't do two things like that require that much time at the same time. So yeah, started late, but. Loving it also, so you far. can't really be successful at something and a comedian. No, no. Like, you yeah. can be a successful comedian, but if you've got another thing you're good at, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you need enough damage. Like, we're all damaged goods. Uh, it's funny when you say, like, oh, yeah, all comedians are damaged goods, and people are like, oh, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, okay, cool. Name one who yeah, isn't. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I can't see it. Like, no, you, it's like, <laughs> name a non-damaged comedian and a non-autistic inventor. Yeah. Go. <laughs> like, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll have a nap while I'm mm. waiting. It's cool. Um, yeah, so, wait, what were we talking about? I don't know. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. Narcolepsy. Oh, yeah, insomnia. Yeah, I'm, I'd much rather have narcolepsy than insomnia. I would, I think I would go insane very quickly mm. if I couldn't sleep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that is often detrimental, but also can be an advantage. Like if, like when I used to work in retail and we had the, like, 60 hours of trading just before Christmas... I'd always volunteer to do the night shift because I can change my sleeping patterns just by sleeping through. Yep. So if on Thursday night I was doing 8pm till 6am, I would just go to bed Wednesday night, Yep. sleep for 18 hours and then get up and be ready for the, the nighttime shift, whereas a lot of people can't sleep during the day. So is there different types of narcolepsy? Like yeah. there's the one that you probably see most on TV where someone would just be yeah, sitting Hollywood in this narcolepsy, chair yeah. for sleep. And yeah, is yours like rare. Yours like extreme length of time or? Uh, I, I'm generally... Like if I'm not on my meds, I'll sleep for 18 hours a day and I won't be awake for the last six. Like wow. I'm useless. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, with with the medication and it being managed and getting enough sleep, it's 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 manageable. Now, it's a lot more manageable than it used to be because I know myself a bit better. And what is it? Um, is it is it like it's a, a chemical problem in the brain? or um, The way someone described it is like the switch between asleep and awake is kind of broken. Mm-hmm. So some people with narcolepsy will have like – trouble staying asleep as well so they might just fall asleep but also they'll wake up in the middle of the night oh. the switches yeah know. um i don't have that problem like when i sleep like i could i could sleep yeah um, like if i need to get up 14 hours after i go to bed i need to set my alarm because i will just keep sleeping wow. um and it's recommended uh by my doctor that i i have a day off the meds every now and then to keep my tolerance down yep and i don't get withdrawals because if i don't take my meds i just sleep Okay. So, yeah, I, right. yeah. So that's fine. So um, your body probably is, but you don't even know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I am or not, but I'm not conscious for that. Um, so yeah, I was saying to my doctor, I'm like, oh, fringe is coming up. I won't be able to take a day off during that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And then afterwards, he's like, I had a fringe go. I mean, I know you said you weren't going to be able to take a day off, and um, so that's okay. And I'm like, oh no, I did actually get a day off. And he's like, oh wow, that's that's really great. And I just didn't have the heart to tell him that that had less to do with me making healthy decisions and more to do with me having a hangover. I didn't want to be awakeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, seriously, if I get a virus or something, I just don't take my meds. I'll be like, all right, I'm just going to sleep for a couple of days. Yeah, nice one. Wait till this is over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it can be handy. Do you travel much? Like, before COVID, do you, do you COVID, go, go um, on tour or go to different cities for comedy clubs? Or Yeah, yeah, every now and then. I mean, probably not. He, oh, 2019, Wendy and I did, like, a few tours and stuff. Like, yeah, 2019 was the first year that we were, like, 
proper full time and like so the week after fringe we started our tours and it was like tours and festivals and tours and festivals so in 2020 because lockdown started just as fringe finished yep like I was ready for a break because <laughs> I'd just been going hard for a year. And although I was really excited, I had to keep reminding myself from the exhaustion. I'm like, this is the life you chose. This is all your dreams coming true. This is what you wanted. Yeah. Like, I know you're stressed to tire, but you chose this. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was ready for a break. But with comedy, like, you can't just take a break because you get left behind. Yeah. But if everyone had to take a break, <laughs> to say, I was like, this is this works for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, we did, like, Outback tours and stuff. And, oh, man, country towns are the best. Like, the smaller the country town, the bigger the crowd. Really? Like we did, when we did Woomera. So Woomera population, 148 people. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes before the show, we'd sold 168 tickets. Wow. We sold more than 100%. And then like another 50 people came in after that. So when we first got there, we're like, oh, the caravan park's full. Something must be on. And we found out, oh, it's us. Wow. They all just left the same day. Like all these people from like neighbouring country towns. Because it's, yeah, middle of nowhere. Um, and yeah, they put on an after party. And oh, that's so cool. And it's funny the next day when we're going around doing the touristy things and every, the whole town's hung over. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, well, this is your fault. <laughs> like, yeah, well, sorry, I had a good night. Like, um, but yeah, that was awesome. And then like two weeks later, we're doing Melbourne Fringe and we're like, oh, 12 tonight. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because when you go to a, a country town that doesn't have much on, people are like, oh, something's on, let's show up. Like, And yeah, the community centre there is just brilliant. Like they... It's it's so important what they do there. Like when you think about like a young person in a in a town like that, having something to look forward to and like I, I feel like they do a lot more for like the mental health of the town than people realise. Yeah. Just having stuff that's on, having community events where everyone, you know, comes together and watches a show or does something. Uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful place and uh, Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the, the country tour is a Great. So hopefully we'll be able to start some of them COVID pending. But even, I mean, there's plenty of country towns in SA. So even if we just stick to SA, we'll, we'll probably be fine. But yeah. Um, sorry, does that answer the question? Yeah. 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 And uh, Adelaide's, Adelaide's the best fringe, do you think? I've never been to another fringe. Uh, so I mean, Edinburgh probably is. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done Edinburgh, but I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah. Adelaide's the second biggest. Yeah. Um, in Australia, though, like no, second biggest in the world. Yeah, but in Australia, like Adelaide would be the be like best fringe, like oh, crowd like, wise and stuff like that. Or yeah, I don't really know. I yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's tricky because it's it's the biggest. Yeah, it has the most shows and stuff. That kind of dilutes it, I guess. As yeah, well. yeah. So <clears throat> I guess yeah. No, I don't really know enough to. I've heard like a lot of a lot of people enjoy doing Perth. Mm. Yeah, I. I wanting to do Perth for a while but I'm not sure if I've left it too late because Perth Perth was great when it's new I think it's still pretty good yeah um because it's as far as festivals go it's still sort of newish um but apparently yeah everyone who's done Perth has been saying about how great it is like they'll, they'll stand outside the box office and be like oh I've, I've got a show here's a flyer and people go okay and then they'll watch them go to the box office and be like <laughs> yeah. um tickets to this please and That's they're like cool. what my flyer just sold tickets <laughs> um yeah, because I guess yeah, Perth has disposable income, and yeah, they're mm. like, well, we can we can drink at home. We're not going to go to, you know, this er, this event to not see shows. Yeah. If we're going there, we're going to see shows. So, but yeah, I've I've heard good things about Perth, but I've never I've never done Perth. Okay, Roots is heading to Perth soon. Yeah, in the next couple of days. I think Kim Lee's doing a like whole month run. Um, that's all I know. I think Benny Darso said he enjoys doing it, but he's taking a break this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't know a lot about Perth, but have heard good things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, yeah, I haven't really heard a lot of negative about. Oh, uh, there's been bits and pieces, but it's more been like this venue's dodgy. Yeah, and this there was a problem with this, but you know, as a whole, generally, I think people. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had something. I forgot. We're going to be losing our train of thought a lot yeah. at this point because our brains are just like, vroom. Yeah. Wait, where were we? Did I, did I have that conversation out loud or just finish it in my head? Eyes are dilated. I'm seeing colours brighter than usual. Yes. What's that noise? Oh, it's electricity. <laughs> I, can, I can communicate with that now. All right. 11. This 11. Is, oh, hold on. 12. This is 12. 12. Healthy. This is healthy. Right. Again, just another disclaimer. Don't try this at home, ladies go. and gents. Yeah, should we take our pulse at some point? Did you um? Oh, I've got the uh, the Apple Watch on. Let's have a look here. Heart monitor. That can't be right. <laughs> what is it? Sixty one. No way. Four minutes ago, ninety nine right now. <laughs> so it's jumped up. Yeah. Thirty in. <laughs> in four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> From doing oh one twenty. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe I'm having a heart attack. It's jumping a bit. Okay. Steady, 68, 68. Wow. Okay. I think, yeah, I think I'm in the middle of a medical uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> That's all right. There's a grown-up coming back soon. Yeah. Yeah, she can call nine. I mean, <laughs> triple zero. <laughs> She'd probably even know which number to call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. What was your most recent um, – oh, do you did you order food? Is mm. No, I didn't. I thought oh, about didn't. it and then I got distracted. Okay. Um, what was your most recent binge? A TV binge? Yeah. Uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, I've, I've heard it's great. Yeah. On the, the Facebook groups, they're like, oh, do you reckon she's autistic? And I'm like, of course. She, she plays chess in her mind on the roof. Like, in her mind? Yeah, in, on the ceiling. Like, she, she oh, goes through the moves. Okay. Like, when she goes to bed, she, like, thinks about the moves and stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we like to play this game called, like, Spot the Specky. Where you watch like a movie. Oh, it's great with documentaries because there's always, like, when they go to the expert, yep. there's always an autistic person. <laughs> Being, you know, the top of their field because it's how we do. Yep. Um, Killing it. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just talking about a really interesting topic in a very monotone kind <laughs> of. Um, but, yeah, like you can always, well, just, yeah, with anything, like you take any scientific discipline, you can trace back to the autistic person. There's always, it's usually a founder. Yeah. Like there's always, there needs, to, in any scientific discipline, you can find someone there needed to be an autistic person who had to hyperfixate on this thing for the advancements to happen. Because, like, normal people just can't spend that kind of time yeah. <laughs> fixating on something until they've got the answer kind of thing. Do you have a specific thing that you fixate on? Like, is your hoarding stuff, is that organised? <laughs> no. No? No. I know exactly where everything is. Yeah. Like, there's, a like, a table just with crap all piled on it. And if, like, if you move something from one side to the other, I'd be like, you move that. Yeah. Like, I, I know where exactly everything is. Like, yeah, my friend would be like, oh, do you have a such and such? And I'd, like, reach into a pile <laughs> and pull out the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you didn't even look and mine was there. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I just, like, if I get a new hobby or whatever. Like, the other night I was at uh, Chris and Wendy's for Wendy's birthday and there was this new card game, like, it was a memory card game, and I'm like, can I play? And Chris is like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, but I, I've had, like, heaps of wine. I'm well tipsy. And they're like, all right. And then I started playing and then I started, like, I stopped drinking because I was like, I want to focus on this. And then I started winning too much and I'm like, Eliza needs more wine, I think, because it's not fair. It's not fair to play a memory game against an autistic person. That's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was, like, fully excited. I kept saying, like, is everyone okay with how excited I am about this game? Because I'm like, I, I need to play this game, like, a hundred more times. Like, this is the best thing ever. Uh, so, yeah, I when I hyperfixate on something, I 
yeah, I really, yeah, get very excited about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another thing about like what, what we're talking about before. When 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 you get the diagnosis, you learn stuff about yourself, and you start to learn what behaviors take drain the most of your energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like. One of the things is pretending not to be excited about something I'm really excited about or pretending to be interested in something I'm not interested in. Um, but once everyone knows you're autistic, you can just walk away from a conversation when you're bored of it. Mm. You don't have to. You can just be like, nah. <laughs> like, I envy that. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <coughs> yeah, but I, yeah, once I, yeah. The hyperfixating is, it can be fun. It can be detrimental. It's, it's good when it's what you want it to be like I actually love exams I love exam prep hate assignments are you uh, studying yeah oh I'm got yeah I'm back at uni this semester what are you doing uh, psychology okay yeah uh, so the problem with assignments is that my brain thinks a lot faster than my typing speed so I'll think of a sentence and it's a perfect sentence and when I'm halfway through it my brain will again have thought of three different ways to say it and sort of mushes it together so it doesn't really make sense so like an assignment that would take most people 20 hours would take me like 100 hours. And like I can, I can get the grades I need, but I have to spend so many more hours on it. Whereas exam prep, that's just, just memory skills. Like yeah. I, I can do that. I, I love exams. Um, so, yeah, when I'm hyperfixating on studying, it's like this is helpful. <laughs> but then sometimes it'll, it'll be something that's not helpful when I have to do like I'm hyperfixating on this instead of studying or whatever. But I have also learnt to – like, cause I'm a massive procrastinator, but use, like, prioritise the thing and use that to procrastinate against other things. So I'll be like, right, I have to do exam prep. So I'll use that to not do the dishes. I'll use that not to, you know, do all these other things. Because as long as I'm doing the main thing, rather than what I used to do is be like, oh, before I study, I'll just I'll make something to eat and I'll do some baking and I'll do the dishes. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, yeah, so, yeah, using the higher priority thing to procrastinate the lower priority things instead of the other way around. Uh, so... Yeah, it's yeah, but I love studying. The human brain is absurd. It's, what year are you in? Uh, I got one subject left for the degree, and I'm right on the the cusp of the minimum they'll take for honors. <laughs> so we'll see how this subject goes. Um, so I'm I might get into honors. I might not. What's the goal? The goal? Um, well, I want to hit the uh, the like um, like the conference circuits. Um, okay. About autism and stuff because like you can get. You, if you have certain conditions, you they they'll they'll give you stage time. If you want to get paid, <laughs> qualifications are yeah are good. So um, yeah, to be able to because public speaking's my jam. So to be able to incorporate what I have with more knowledge and yeah yeah cool um, yeah. So that's sort of yeah the goal the the goal being able to do more advocacy stuff and um. Conferences, I like. I like conferences. I like the buzz, the yeah. vibe. Something's happening. Um, so yeah, that's that's the goal. Um, but like when I say like I want to do honors, like I'm part time, so I'll be I'll be doing honors for years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, yeah, it's brilliant. I, I love learning about the human brain. It's really cool. <laughs> it's just cool stuff. Sorry, I'm still haven't ordered. Do you have a go to on Uber Eats? go to um well where i live there's not a lot of options um although there is one place that really just knows it's marketing so there's one place that's open to like 
4 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday, and it's just all the best munchies. Okay. It's like it's a pizza place, but they also do like ribs and wings and waffles and Nutella mm. filled crepes and um, just yeah, loaded fries, just everything. Yeah. And so it's yeah, at 2 a.m. on like a Sunday morning, you've got the choice of that, like knackers or the servo, where I live. Um, but usually when I go, when I'm in one of the more central suburbs, I generally go for like Japanese. Okay. Because I, I can only get that during the day from like the local food court. Oh, did you see my degree? Uh, is, does that say Weed University? No, WTTP University. So oh, right. Welcome to the Potty University and that's my PhD of podcasting out there. You really went straight for the PhD. Yeah, I'm the doctor. Dr. Clay, yeah. right. I got, yeah, I got a collection of degrees. Um, most of them are useless. Well, you seem, you seem pretty knowledgeable. You know something about everything. Yeah, I do know something about everything. Yeah. That's how I used to deal with social situations. I would just wait for something to happen in the conversation where I could give like an interesting fact that was absolutely accurate about that thing. And then the person who was the knowledgeable one talking about it would go, yes, that's right. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And so I looked intelligent because the only time I'd say something was when I could contribute. So, yeah. There's a there's a segment on Hamish and Andy's podcast called Chit Chat Champions, and I think I think if you had a crack at that, I reckon you could. Well, I think the prize is only a hat, so oh, yeah. it's not very lucrative. But I think you'd, you'd have a shot at so, some headwear. Like, still better than comedy pay. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whole hat. Wow. <laughs> uh, Fourteen. <laughs> See, you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. let's see if we can get me to the point where I don't want to have a nap immediately after. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I I know that like, everyone's like, oh, Clay's going to win this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But, like, the thing is the, the talking is tiring me out. I'm And the caffeine's not even quite getting me up. I've, <laughs> I've run out of things to talk about almost. And, I, <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like the conversation's going to die quicker than my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> so did you see <laughs> the, uh, see, I can't even think, <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking too much. I don't even know anymore. What do you think of uh, the bung bung bean anyway? Um, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like it. I don't usually drink. Great. They say, I think. Great. Yeah. One of the best, I think. All right. Well, if that's what they say. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, mm. yeah. Like I don't usually drink black coffee. So well, that suggests that it doesn't, it doesn't have the, right yeah, I know, but like, yeah, it doesn't have the long tannins, the, the, Black coffee usually has. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. Um, also, not brewing it for very long because we're sort of going back to back to back. So, it's just sort of a bit, oh, yeah, bit yeah, more so watered happens. down than, than usual. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Fourteen. Don't don't forget not to do this at home, everybody. Don't do this. <sighs> We've got a paramedic on standby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for our follow up when yeah. Clay's in hospital, <laughs> getting a heart transplant. And I'm in the chair next to him just having a nap Yeah. while, <laughs> while the grown-ups do their thing. Let's talk about your job history. <laughs> okay. So you've got, you, you did retail for yeah. the company that doesn't like uh, individuals, individualism. Yes. Um, my first job was uh, mucking out racing stables. Now, this was before my sleeping condition had been diagnosed. And I once at that job fell asleep whilst walking. Wow. So I wasn't sleepwalking. I was, That's Hollywood I was walking Narclepsy. a horse. So like $2 million racehorse. And I blinked and I was like 100 metres away in the wrong direction. And the only reason why I woke up is because we'd stop suddenly because we're at a fence. If we were two metres to the right, we would have been crossing a main road. Christ. And the horse was just looking at me like, do you, have, you don't even know where we're going, do you? Is like, this down at Morphville? Yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, uh, like, oh, whoops, what? 
just happened. And then someone's like, what were you doing over there? And I'm like, oh, I just had to um, just talk to someone about a, a, a thing. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I blinked and I was a long way away. So, yeah, but I, yeah, I just sort of kept walking. Unreal. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, before I was medicated. Um, then after that, uni, a couple of jobs here and there. I, uh, I worked at like a kid's play cafe for a while, that was fun. Like Wiggly Worms type like, arrangement? Like that sort of thing. Yep. Actually, with um, the with the manager of one of the ma- – the current manager of one of the Wiggly Worms was my manager at oh, okay. the place. Yeah, it was Hocus Pocus. It was great fun. Oh, ho- yeah, I remember oh, Hocus Pocus. Oh, it was Pocus. so good. Yeah, so she was my manager. Like, she was 16 at the time, but she was just one of those just super competent people, and I'm mm-hmm. not a grown-up. So, <laughs> I was, yeah, um, she was a very good manager. Um, and, yeah, so there was the owners and then the, like, shift managers uh, and then me. I was, I was the disco queen – uh, because I had no shame. So everyone else was like teenagers. I was a bit older, but I was also the least mature of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be time to take the disco party and everyone else would have too much shame. They're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm like, well, you can do the dishes. I'll go start a conga line. Sweet. Like, I'm fine with this. Yeah, right. Um, and I used to have, yeah, so much fun doing the disco parties. And like parents would like ring up and be like, is the disco queen? I don't even know who came up with that name. I didn't call myself that. The parents just started calling me the disco queen. They're like, if she's not there, we're cancelling the party and rah, rah. Um, and I was just having fun and yeah and I'd, I'd do it like I'd start a conga line and I'd take it like through the jungle gym and the kids would go nuts they're like there's a grown-up in the jungle gym and I'm like no there's an adult in the jungle gym <laughs> there's no grown-ups here sweetie yeah. <laughs> um and yeah it was just yeah having having a great time and yeah and so yeah so I was yeah well looked after at that place uh because yeah the, I think the parties were like a I don't know if they were potentially more profitable than other things. So even though I was essentially just mucking around, everyone else had too much shame to to go all in like that, yeah. like to really go hard at the like the disco bit, and um, yeah, just have heaps of fun. Just yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I did jewelry stores. I get distracted easily. It's not good for me to be working in a room full of shiny things. <laughs> um, yeah, I get distracted a lot, uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, now. Yeah. Yep, that's what I want to do. Work in a jewelry store. Yeah. Or the disco queen. Do you want to be well, a disco queen? I want to. I want to be a disco queen inside a comedy store. I mean, a comedy store. A comedy store. I'm <laughs> fucking. Go done. to the comedy shop and purchase <laughs> one comedy, please. <laughs> inside a jewelry store, do conga lines as you show everybody the product. <laughs> yeah. No, that that works. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how far down the rabbit hole our thoughts start yeah. going. It's going gonna, gonna to get crazy soon. Oh, yeah, the grown-up just came home and it was like, why are you doing this now? Why didn't you start in the morning? Yeah, um, the first thing she said was <laughs> criticism <laughs> of the, uh, the, I don't know. The I very bad idea? Yeah. 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 <laughs> perfectly reasonable criticism. Like perfectly any any cromulent adult would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oops. That got close to spillage because I'm shaking. <laughs> Uh, 15. 15. Mm-hmm. To go. I haven't had 15 coffees this week. Are you addicted to coffee? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, no. sometimes I'll go days without it. Yeah, same. Um, but I do have a lot of energy drinks, so I don't know. Oh, no, sometimes I go whole days without caffeine. But I guess I go whole days without anything when I don't take my meds. Yeah. So it's like. Do you have an addictive personality? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Have you ever had a drug or alcohol problem? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I smoke cigarettes and I'm 
Keep doing that. <laughs> if I had a cigarette right now, I would fucking fall over. Like, with the way I'm feeling from this caffeine, oh, and, dizzy yeah, and yeah, and like I, my tolerance to cigarettes is so low, I would just, yeah, I'd spin out. Yeah. I, um, I don't think I have a drinking problem, but I, my, any drinking issues I have are more financial. Like, if it's an open bar, I'm gonna get someone's money's worth. Yeah. If I have to pay for it myself, not interested. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll, I'll rock up at a like an open bike gig, uh, you know, where we get paid in drinks vouchers, and be like, right, I'll have my one free drink. Yeah. Uh, that's it. If it's an open bar, it's like, oh, someone's going bankrupt tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. If, so I don't know if if I had more money, if it would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. Oh, but even then, I think. Even if I did have more money, it would still be me going, yeah, but if I have to pay for it myself, buy other things. Like, yeah. I could just buy more stuff that I can yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah, instead of consumables. Consumables, yeah. So, yeah. So, in answer to your question, I don't think so, but I guess there's a lot of people in denial about yeah. things. What, oh, I wonder what I'm most addicted to. Surely cigarettes. Oh, yeah, but apart from cigarettes, like maybe uh, Candy Crush was definitely a problem oh, yeah. <laughs> for a while. Uh, but Candy Crush is good when I'm studying because you get five lives. Yeah, so, shut and off. then you have to wait yeah. half an hour for another life. So it's like, all right, half an hour of studying, then I get a break. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I remember, yeah, one time during exam week, I went to 100 levels on Candy Crush. Wow. <laughs> in a week because I was studying. Yeah. Is there an end to Candy Crush? Mm-mm. No. That's why it's a saga. Oh, okay. Like this episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Yeah. The, the <laughs> coffee three. saga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 98 coffees. We're almost yeah. there. We just can't quite. About to put Joe Rogan to shame. Four hours is nothing. Okay. I didn't know who Joe Rogan was. And someone was telling me about when Elon Musk went onto his podcast mm. and spoke pot and how the, the stocks crashed. Yeah. I, mis- I misunderstood what they were trying to tell me. I thought that Elon Musk was just doing a normal like radio interview podcast talking about, you know, the Tesla or, or something. Um, and he just rocked up and gone, do you mind if I blaze? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Elon Musk is, is that much of a stoner that he can't do like a 40 minute yeah. interview without blazing up. And, his, and I was That's like, That's how what? people acted. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. But it turns out it was just like, yeah, I'll try it Yeah. for the first time or since, you know, my teen years or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I misunderstood that. I, like, I like that about it. I like that he's like a bit of a loose cannon, but I don't know. Also, yeah, one of my people, autistic. Elon? Mm. Was that thing about what he named his kid, was that a real thing? I don't know, probably. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, with the numbers. And yeah, the, surely not. That's what it looks like borderline child abuse. Yeah, and I feel like, like, if you're going to do that, why why such a big number? Like, wouldn't you be like A001? Yeah. Like, mine's the first one yeah. to be named like this. <laughs> I think it all like was like a code for something. Like oh, it, yeah. it, was, it all had meaning that only super nerds could understand. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Ooh, I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my top five. I know it's a cliche, but like Amelie, I love Amelie. Okay. Yep. Um, strings, Dutch film. It's about puppets, but it's about puppets. So the puppets aren't playing humans. The puppets are puppets and they know they're puppets. Okay. So talk about their strings. The way you kill someone is you cut their head string. Yep. So if someone, if, you, if you're fighting and an arm string gets cut off, you can replace that. But once your head string's cut, you're dead. Um, and that's pretty cool. What was it called? Strings. Strings. I think it's Dutch, Dutch. or uh, one of the Ds. 
Yeah. Um, Danish could be Danish. Danish, yeah. Uh, I'm part Dutch. Oh yeah. My mother's father was Dutch. Opa. Yep. Cool. Fun fact. Fun facts. Um yeah, my family is German and English on both sides. I'm very white. I tried to find some exotic like genetics in my history, but nah. Like did you, you do can like, trace my family back so many generations and it's all just the same. Did you do like Ancestry.com? No, nah, I didn't need to. Okay. It's, the family's kept track of it. Oh, that's cool. Because yeah. I've got, I mean, I guess it's pretty difficult with slavery and all that. I've got no idea like what part of Africa we're from or any any of that. I just know that we've got family in America and that's it. That's where it ends. Dutch, then. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. probably going to be easier. Yeah, and that's probably the side I don't want to know too much about. <laughs> oh, really? Probably. <laughs> uh, Lots of... Oh, yeah, I have. Wars and things like that. Naughty yeah, things. yeah, we, we had a bit of that in our German and English history. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, there was a few little war things over the years. Uh, but, yeah, there was, there's, like, letters. Someone did, a, like, a huge book about it and there's, like, letters from cousins sending letters across the line. Yep. Saying, like, I hope you're still alive. Here's a lock of my hair. Where they're, like, fighting each other. Wow. Yeah. Fuck um, that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. have like a soft spot for army in that because of your parents or like, yeah. yeah. So the recent news about all of the war crimes, did you have any particular thoughts about that? Um, which war crimes? Um, killing uh, okay. Afghanis, uh, civilians and stuff like that. I didn't hear about that. Oh, really? That's pretty fucked. Yeah, pretty um, big in the news at the moment. SAS. Um, wow. Just sort of just going rogue kind of thing. It's all unsourced. This is um, a Welcome to the Potty t-shirt, unsourced, because I research nothing. And okay, I, you're I like, I hear about the thing. A lot of bold claims. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, all unsourced. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not a huge fan of war. I'm not sure if we necessarily need to do this. There's lots of ways you can people people economically, whatever. Hmm. Like, there's, like, I feel like since the Cold War, we don't really need to do it physically anymore. Like, it's, that would, like, it's set a precedent. You can yeah. have a war without having a war. Like, but I do respect the troops and I've, I actually always wanted to perform to the troops. Yep. Um, that's like one of my bucket list things. Um, but also like you have to respect the people who are putting their lives on the line. Absolutely. For your way of life. Like whatever you think about war, like you look like the people who are going to go, I am prepared to die so that you can get on stage and say whatever you want. Yeah. On it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, killing civilians, not okay. Yeah. That's, isn't that the difference between being a soldier and being a murderer? Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the situation, I guess. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you know, but I'm a, um, a counsellor for veterans. Mm. So that's, yeah. I don't even know how I really got into it. I think I've got a couple of friends that went to Afghanistan and mm. sort of that's where I developed my soft, soft spot. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> my tongue's just full of caffeine. Yeah, yeah, wait till we're mounted and then start talking about the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm just like, I'm honestly. Let's discuss PTSD. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm a like sixth generation army brat. Wow. You can trace like every, I'm I'm like the anti-Lieutenant Dan. Like every member of my family has fought and lived through every war. Yeah. So if I went to war, I'd be be fine because that's just how it happens in my family. (laughs) We we come back, we raise kids and they're damaged. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Do you have siblings? No. No? Uh, no, uh, I was, okay, depending on how many drinks mum's had, I was either a miracle or an accident. Okay. Right? So I was like, you were married for 12 years before you had me. She's like, yeah, if you were born six years earlier, you would have been planned. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were told they could never have kids. So oh, okay. then one day mum got pregnant. She's like, oh, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, Bit of both maybe. Yeah. So like 12 years they were trying and then they had me and then they decided, let's not do that again. 
Uh, <laughs> that was enough. Probably a <laughs> bit much. Um, but yeah, so yeah, only child. Super first, super first born. Mm. Do you have siblings? I've got two half brothers that just had their birthday. I think two days ago, actually. Four, <laughs> so 14. you've got a brother. Two halves. Oh, they're. Yeah, yeah, I've got a brother. Yeah, I've never, I've never little, thought of that maths joke there. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and that's how good at maths it took me a second to do addition. But yeah, they're fourteen, so a bit of an age gap. Um, and the year they were born was the year that I moved away from Adelaide, so like not that close at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, what was your question? Mm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, only child, but like my extended family. I love Christmas. Like. So my favourite part of Christmas is that, yeah, my dad's side of the family, um, my dad's, yeah, as you know, passed away. Um, like they are all competent, high-achieving people. Mm-hmm. Like the kids are solid, competent people. Like everyone is more successful than me. Everyone, I'm, I'm definitely the family weirdo. There is no competition. Yeah. Like no one else is even close. But they embrace me and they see my worth and like I don't have to mask in front of them, it's not like oh, Christmas dinner better put on the like. I can just be, I can be more of myself around them, uh, and yeah, they're just so beautiful. Just, I'm so lucky to have a family like that. That it's like, oh no, you don't have to be a certain way. Just be you, mm-hmm. and we all, we will accept you and embrace you. And and I think they sort of see my worth as weird auntie. Like at some point, one of the kids is going to have an issue that they're not going to want to tell their parents about. Yeah, and they know I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the person who they're probably more comfortable talking to or or has experience in that issue when they know. Um, but, yeah, they're just great people. And I forget where I was going with that, but they're awesome. Yeah? Oh, yeah, family. You love Christmas. Family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, Christmas with them is great. And, yeah, they laugh at my jokes and it's great. Like, yeah, one, one year I got two applause breaks during lunch. Oh, shit. Yeah. You were on. Yeah, I was on, <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're good people. Do you ever feel do you ever feel pressure to be on because people know that you're a comedian? Do you feel pressure um, to be funny when you're not? You know, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. No, I don't think so. I think either maybe from myself, but I don't really feel it from other people. Okay. Because if they're like, "Be funny," I'm like, "I'm on the clock." Yeah. Like, at least give me a drinks voucher. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Or I'll be like, well, what do you do? Go do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, no, I don't really feel – I'm quite happy to just not be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that and I feel that because, yeah, sometimes I feel it. I feel it more sometimes and it's probably with the the newer comedians, like my like around my level of experience, that sometimes I feel like they're, they're trying to be on all the time and, I, and I'm like, oh, fuck, do I have oh, to do this now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to. Yeah. Just, just sit back. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, we used to play this game old, in the beer garden at Old Rhino where we would be like, we'd pretend we were like Jane Goodall amongst the apes and we'd watch the groups like come and go and they'd be like, so there'd be like an alpha comedian and then some, some newbies and they're all trying to get the alpha's attention mm. and then sometimes there'd be a second alpha and then they'd joust yeah. and then the newbies <laughs> would try and put in something and it'd be like, no, 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 this isn't for you now. You can, yeah, and it's just, it would be fun watching the interactions. Uh, but yeah, there's, you don't, you don't need to be, you can, I mean, you could joust or whatever, but you only need to be funny when you're on stage. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's when you're being judged. And that's enough of a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just had a, uh, dinner break, a bit of sushi, 
Yep. So the explosion should be any minute yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Should really. <laughs> Where's the other toilet? Really get interesting. It's that ensuite. Okay, right. Yeah. So we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So up to what was it? Seventeen. This is seventeen. Seventeen. I'm still a bit sleepy. We've Jesus. got the. My hands hot. are still pretty steady. Glaze not so much. Yeah. I oh, would. just actually still fairly steady. Just this finger's got a little bit of a twitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I do shake. I do shake most of the time. Um, what was it called? I got diagnosed with something. Um, something. Something tremor syndrome or something like that. Yeah. So, so that's another fun fact about me. I'm not sure if that's a fun fact. No. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, it's as not far like as the facts go, <laughs> that's one of the less fun ones. Well, it's, yeah, I guess. Come on, tremor! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's not. You know, it's not Parkinson's, so it could be less fun. Um. So I heard you were talking out loud while you were texting. Sorry to hear that. And I. Uh, that phrase now always sounds sarcastic to me because oh. one of my cousins, uh, he's got this, uh, with him, him and his friends have this day every Wednesday. They've all got Wednesdays off and they play video games. They call it Big Wednesday. And they play, every game they play is for money. They've got a little book where they, they score everything. And um, every time my cousin's like beating somebody and he scores or whatever, he'll be like, oh, sorry, sorry to hear that. <laughs> so now every time I hear sorry to hear uh, that, I always feel like it's sarcastic. It's, it's like I'm yeah, programmed. I yeah, I quite find the words. Yeah, a friend of mine's just having a bit of a, a rough day. I'll talk to you soon if you're up for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was sort of like, I didn't want to say I'm, I'm sorry because like, like, why is it my fault? Mm. Why am I assuming that I, ha I, I am in charge of whether or not that person's having it? Like, it just seems a bit, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, phrases like that because like, one of the things about my particular brand of autism is that like, I can't lie. I'm very good at avoiding the question. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at make, making people think I've answered the question when I haven't. Um, but I can't say no if the answer's yes. Yep. So when someone gives me a pleasantry that I don't necessarily believe, I say, oh, that's nice of you to say. Mm. Uh, or if it's something I believe, I'll say that's kind of you to say. Because I feel like kind is a very genuine thing, whereas nice is a social pleasantry. Like, yep. you know, like, yeah. So if I know I haven't done a good spot and someone's like, oh, you're really good, I'll be like, oh, that's nice of you to say. Okay. Yeah, I'm bad at that. Yeah. I'm bad at um, receiving. I think it's, for anybody, it's, it's kind of uncomfortable to receive a compliment. Yeah, especially yeah. Especially for something like, like comedy because you're, yeah. you're always expecting, no matter how well you do, you're kind of expecting a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point where I sort of, I know if I've done well or not, but I'm also, I'm comparing me to me. So yeah. I know if I can do better or if I did better than I thought. Um. But yeah, I, I like compliments, but yeah, I don't know what to say to them. Yeah. But when someone compliments Svetlanka, when they say, oh, you're really good, she says, yes. Of course. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, just, so it's, yeah, it's fun to be able to just go, oh, yeah, yes, it is a pleasure for you to meet him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, catch up. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired. I need more coffee. Here we go. 18. I'm like, yeah, probably just going to go back to Wendy's and sleep. Yeah, I'm the sort of person who, like, naps at other people's houses. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never been much of a napper, but I also don't have narcolepsy. Sports. Do you like sports? Uh, I, I'm into one sport. What's that? City to Hobart. Cancelled oh. the first time in 76 years this year. Wow. And that hurt. But, yeah, that's, that's my jam. I really get into it. Like, if you look at my uh, Facebook over... The course of the year, like I'll do, like you know, two hundred days to the Sydney to Hobart. Wow, okay. Days to the Sydney to Hobart. Uh, this year, for the first time, I got to post three hundred and seventy days to the next Sydney to Hobart. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I really get into that because my dad did Sydney to Hobart. 
Okay. Time, so he wasn't always around at Christmas because it starts on Boxing Day. And so with my family, if we're separated at Christmas, but we're if we're watching the Sydney to Hobart, we're together. Yep. So like if my parents were overseas, but you know, because there's always a sports bar somewhere yeah. that you can you can go to. Um or the internet or whatever. Um so yeah, if we're watching the start of the race, uh, we're together. So um it makes me feel like close to my dad. Um and yeah, in two thousand and yeah, last year I was getting ready for the Sydney to Hobart and I was thinking about dad and stuff. And I found a box of stuff that he'd put aside for me. I don't I can't remember if he'd given it to me beforehand or just labelled it for me. Um and there was like Sydney to Hobart flags in it and it felt like dad had given me a Christmas present, like from beyond the grave. Yeah. Um and so that was like, oh, cool. Uh yeah, so um yeah, I really I I, I really get into the Sydney to Hobart. Like I could talk about it for ages. I I yeah, I, I realised that it's a me thing. It's not an. It's not like the grand final. It's, yeah. it's not like everyone's like the what? They're like the Sydney to Hobart. Like Boxing Day. What else is there on at Boxing Day? And they're like cricket. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the cricket wasn't cancelled. It's like okay, so the Sydney to Hobart's cancelled, where the competitors are literally miles apart for yeah. most of it. Yet the thing where you all pass around one object and put your hands on it. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay, right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Fill the stadium with spectators. Yeah, that's that's fine. Like, is the Sydney to Hobart people from all around the world? Yeah, mostly yeah. Australian crews, but there's a few international crews. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you, do you have you sailed? Are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I, I started sailing when I was a week old. Oh wow! Still get seasick in open water every time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, my family had a yacht when I was. Yeah, I've dropped a few rungs on the socioeconomic ladder. Like I came from from privilege, yeah. <laughs> and now I live in Morpeth Vale and um, drive a shitbox car. But um, oh, Morpeth Vale. I yeah. thought you said Morpeth Vale. Oh no 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 no! Not that fancy. No no no. <laughs> Morpeth Vale. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally been sailing, yeah, since, since I was one week old, and um, always loved the ocean. Always felt very comfortable on the ocean boats and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I have. I've never sailed competitively, uh, but yeah, I could. Like, if I've got a boat license, like if I was, if I was on a yacht, yeah, and the the staff all fell sick or something, I could. I could get the yacht back. It would be hard to. I would probably need someone else for the coordination of actually getting to the mooring bit. Mm. But like, I could get us close enough that we could swim the rest of the way. Or I don't know. But yeah, uh, yeah. So Sydney to Hobart, it's so much fun. And like, so okay. So there's like six big maxis. They're the ones that are going to get line on it. So there's different ways you can win. You can win your division. You can win overall, which is the handicap, the Tattersalls Cup, and then line on it. Oh, and the record. So only the big maxis are going to get line on it. Like unless there's a massive storm and all the big maxis get taken out, mm. it's very unlikely that any of the other boats will get over the line first. Okay. Uh, but the handicap is based on what your yacht is capable of. So like the size of the sails, the weight of the yacht, the, that sort of thing. So it is possible for like a little heavy, not very good boat to win overall and come like six to last, but win their division and then win with the handicap. Uh, okay. So, yeah. I'm not sure that I like that. No? No, no, no just, but you have to have really good sailors to be able to okay. get that on a... But yeah, there's, so there's like the people going for line honours, but then there's a bunch of like old expats that are just doing it for funsies. Yeah. Uh, this one guy, I've forgotten his name. I call him the Bob Hawke of racing because he just talks like Bob Hawke. Okay. And they were doing a panel show before the race, like last year. And they're like, oh, tell us about what happened this year. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah, it was a, you know, we were on one of the smaller yachts this time. Like this guy's got line honours heaps of times on the bigger yachts. And he's like, yeah, we were getting a bit bored. It was taking too long. So we're like, where are we? Oh, we're just outside of so-and-so. There's a pub there. So they pulled in, went to the pub. Then took a shortcut 
And he's like, yeah, so yeah, we, we went there, we went there, we just took a shortcut. Yeah, so we were disqualified, but it was worth it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're, uh, so your yacht is this this year, um, are you going to be on the vessel? And he's like, oh, I was supposed to be, but my wife won't let me because I had a, a couple of months ago, I had a tiny little, like, heart attack, whatever. Um, <laughs> just like, yeah, so she won't let me and she's the boss. So, yeah, someone else will have to be moving ballast for that. <laughs> so I'm sure they'll be able to replace me. But yeah, it's, yeah, there's a few characters in the mix. Um, yeah, I love it. It's. I will, yeah. So I'll watch the start of the race and then I'll be like refreshing the tracker. Yeah. Every two minutes, like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. So. Nice little tradition. Mm. I'm a uh, basketball fan, obviously. And that, like, they've got big Christmas games um, every year. And because of the shutdown, the, the, like, the season got all thrown out of whack and they got it back on the 22nd of December. Mm-hmm. So was able to get a bit, bit of basketball in over Christmas this year, which is nice. Ooh, lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, do you ever have Christmas at your place? Nah. No? Too much stuff? Too much stuff. <laughs> Enough room. I've got plenty of chairs. If <laughs> I have weird collection. I have a collection of tiny chairs, like doll-sized chairs. Like, how does one person have that many tiny chairs? Like, people wouldn't fit on these chairs. Like, yeah, I just have weird collections. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, not at, not at mine. I don't. When did you start hoarding? <sighs> Since I can remember. Really? I think, I mean, possibly because, like, because I was an only child, so I probably had more stuff than most kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus... Uh, it might have something to do with the fact that we moved around a lot when I, like being an army brat. Yeah. So Holding on to I don't stuff. know if if changing locations but having my stuff with me made me feel more at home. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know. Okay, that would make sense. It, but like, yeah, clutter sparks joy in me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Wendy, my producer, she's the opposite. She hates clutter, and I love it. And yeah, so I'll be at her house with my like five bags all spread out. I'll be there for five minutes and take over half the lounge room. She'll be like. So she's like, she's, there's a corner in her house for all my stuff. So I can just pile everything up in the corner so that she doesn't have to look at it all over the floor. <laughs> Your producer? Wendy Talbot. Yeah, yeah, so producer of what? Comedy. Just comedy? Yeah. Okay. So um, Wendy and I work really well together because we have literally like the opposite skill set in everything. Right. So in any given situation, one of us can't do it and the other one's good at it. Right. Like anything. And like there was one time where she, Wendy was like, oh, I think this might be a you job. And I was like, yeah, I know because I can do it. Therefore <laughs> you can't. Or I'll be like, oh, I can't do this. I'll call Wendy. She's like, yeah. Like the other day, like, so admin and stuff, I, I'm not good at. I emails and things, I just can't do because I fix over each, fixate over each sentence. And there was this application for something. And so Wendy's messaging me. She's like, I just need to know, like, your date of birth and these things. And I was like, yep, there you go. And she, and she said, right, done. And I thought she meant done as in, I'll, I'll do that now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, do you mean done as in you've, you've, you've done it? She's like, yeah, I just did it. I just sent it. And I was like, how? How did you do that so quickly? Like, I would have, it would have taken me like two hours to send yeah. this email. And she's just like, done. All right, there's going to be a little bit of jump on the uh, YouTube episode because I've run out of two batteries, so that's all right. back on? No, no, because uh, both the batteries are on charge now, so it's just, right. just it's audio. Just us in the dark now. Yeah. All right, what's, what number is this? It's 18 or 19? Uh, 19. It's 19, all right. And, yeah, honestly, I'm, uh, I, feel like, I feel like I've eaten too much on Christmas. Like, I've got that deep breathing yeah. thing happening. Yep, I'm deciding whether or not I am going to take my meds today because I could literally fall asleep now. Well, wow. after nineteen coffees. Yeah, like I'm getting tired. And these are not weak coffees. Like these are these are black, black, black. They're not watered down black. They're, yeah. Uh, they're pull the black, black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Yeah, like my biggest challenge with this is staying awake and long enough to beat you. So I might have to take my meds to keep myself awake enough to keep drinking the coffee. I think I would honestly. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is. Uh, you know. Um, my, I'm having trouble accessing my vocab now. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> you can't words. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm almost like I'm, I'm, I'm just about out of conversation mm-hmm. and willing to call it a draw at some stage in the next hour. No. 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 Okay. Well, okay. Well, because if was... we call it a draw, we have to come back and do a tiebreaker another time, <sighs> which means we I just have to need to do more than this next time. I just don't feel like I'm going to be sick or or poo or have to call, like my heart my heart rate. Let's go. Let's go back here, and we might have to contact Apple if this stuff doesn't start telling me my heart rate's higher because it has to be. It has to be. So it says eighty two nine minutes ago, which um now it says seven. It says seventy nine. I think I think my resting is around like sixty five to seventy. Yeah, I'm seventy. Yeah, if I'm seventy six to eighty, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. No. So what, uh, so this counts as two. Do you think? Yeah. So that means we've got two shots in this cup. Yeah, we're at twenty one. Put some milk in to maybe save some stomach lining. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I want. Have some acidic stool tomorrow. <laughs> in Vietnam, I was drinking cafe suda, which is like super strong iced coffee. And I got like cut off because they were worried I was gonna have a heart attack. Is that like um, is that like yeah. the iced coffee with the condensed milk? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yum. Well, I didn't get cut off, but like the proprietor just started bringing me iced tea before I could order anything more. Oh, okay. Like on the house, on the house. Because <laughs> so, I was with my dad's like charity group of Vietnam vets. Yeah. And they're they're very well known around the area. So like that's the time of year which is their biggest sort of tourist time. So if they've got groups of people coming back every year, they and keep them happy and stuff. And so they're like, oh, a new person in this group's about to have a heart attack on my watch. I might just bring them some iced tea. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I mean, I still, yeah, I had like six and then a nap. Um, but I forgot about that other thing that coffee does. So I was like, we need to get back to the hotel right yeah. now. And I should probably send that hotel bathroom flowers to apologise. Christ. I cannot believe. Well, so you had six. Well, obviously they're strong, but we're, we're at 21. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had 21 coffees in a session before. I, I think my highest might have been, I might have had six in a day once. You know, and I'm I'm at we're we're at two uh, two and a quarter hours of recording, and we've we've had twenty one coffees, and I'm not good at math, so I don't know what that is per. So it's ten coffees an hour. Oh, bit under, a yeah. little bit under. That's not okay. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> I only found out about Vietnamese iced coffee last year. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. Like. Vietnam is like, if there was a, a country that was designed specifically for me, it's Vietnam. Yeah. Because, A, yeah, they've got the super strong iced coffee, but also public napping is just fine. Oh, really? Yeah, like every place has a hammock. So if I'm feeling a bit narcoleptic and I'm just walking down the street, I can just go into a shop, buy something and have a nap on their hammock. For 18 hours. Maybe not 18 hours, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, as long as you're, you know, spending money at the place. Mm. Um, or like sometimes the hammocks are like $2 to hire or whatever, like... Nothing, but yeah, love it so much. And everyone speaks tourist, like every proprietor. So even if you don't speak a word of Vietnamese, they don't speak a word of English, you go into a shop to buy something, they'll do the charades thing until they find out yeah. what they try to buy. And yeah, and if I go if I go to a restaurant and say no spicy, I get no spicy because I'm a massive chili wuss. Okay. But like they will either say, oh yeah, no spicy or they'll say, no, not that dish. Maybe we should have done, maybe we should have done chili contest then. Well. I would have won that in seconds. You would have won that in seconds because <laughs> I'd have one mouthful and go, no, nah, I can't handle it. Maybe I've got to write a joke about my chili consumption and see who challenges me. Yeah. How? What's your writing process? Um, I have different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll if I think of something that I can do something about, I'll make a note of it, and then when I have time, sit, and my biggest thing is making the time to sit down and write. Yeah. Uh, because 
I, I've got plenty of like writing exercises that I can do to get started. So like a lot of people are like, oh, I've got two hours to write. Oh, what, where do I start? Yeah. If I've set aside the time and sat down to do it, I can get in the zone with the writing exercises. Um, uh, so yeah, sometimes I'll mind map, sometimes I'll um, just write it, sometimes I'll just think of it out loud. I did a heap of writing in the most recent lockdown. I found, I've discovered fairly recently that my optimum writing time is between 2 and 6 a.m. Wow. I'm fairly nocturnal anyway. Um, but yeah, I probably got more writing done than I have for the rest of the year in that seven days. I know it was three days for everyone else, but I was like, no, I'm taking the full six days and then I took another day just to, just for good measure. Mm. <laughs> Didn't want to leave the house. Um, I usually have like, yeah, there's certain things about my brain that are very seasonal, like I struggle in winter, I'm good in summer, but yeah, October, November, I always seem to have a writing search and that's when I'll write like a big chunk of material. Yeah. Um, which is good because it's enough time before Fringe to get it on stage, tweak it, um, all of that. So, yeah, I wrote heaps of stuff, but I need to – It's some of it's ready for the stage, some of it's not. I did some of it at that first Legends gig. There's, I did actually – I wasn't going to because I was hosting, so you don't really want to do new stuff when you're hosting, but I just sort of threw it in there and it, it worked. So yeah. I did quite like the um, – Yeah, I thought, yeah. And the new Andy Back stuff, that was yeah. – Yeah, that did pretty well, and there was something else that did well as well. Remember. That was a good night for yeah. it too, um, because usually like the opening night of, of a room is always a decent crowd, and yeah. they were they were receptive as well. Mm. And um, I was I wasn't sure because people were having dinner and stuff, and that can be tough. But that was that oh, was good. If you've got a decent host, yeah, <laughs> that was a really good night though. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mind mapping. I like mind mapping, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not one of these people that can say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and write for an hour." Mm -hmm. I'm sort of like okay, that's an idea, I'll write, it, I'll write it down and then I'll just flesh it out later. Or, so, yeah. yeah, so just as it comes to you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if, yeah, if I try and force it, it just doesn't. I guess it's like anything, like if you're trying to remember like an actor's name, you're yeah, not going to yeah. think of it and then you'll go away and it'll just, you'll be cooking dinner and you'll be like, John Travolta! Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is not... Not to be done at home. This isn't. This isn't good. I'm not feeling great. You're gonna have fun editing the like three hours of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's. I think there's a fair bit of dead air that I can just trim out. Yeah. I think the first <laughs> couple of sessions were pretty good. Yeah. And then now it's sort of our brains are struggling to get the words. Yeah. I'm out looking. Of our for, I'm looking for vocab. I'm looking for content. I don't. I don't even know what to talk about anymore. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Gardening. Gardening. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, apocalypse veggie patch. That's, That's what I need to actually write a joke about gardening because I've been doing so much of it, but it's not it's not funny. Oh, Emily Grace has some brilliant stuff about gardening at the moment. She, I think she wrote it in lockdown. I haven't seen her for ages. Ah, oh, she's brilliant. She's so great. I haven't done her gig at Little Bang. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that before. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's great because it's like a massive venue, and when she first did, everyone's like, oh, it's too open, it's too big, it's not good for comedy. But now with restrictions per square meter, mm. it's like yeah, they can like their capacity is still more than what they'd. Get. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. It's yeah. So it worked out well because yeah, because it's got such a big surface area, it's very easy to adhere to COVID restrictions in that space. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she yeah, she runs a good thing. There was one time where she was talking and there was like a little bit of an echo, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to handle that. Yeah. With the sensory issues. But then she was like, uh, I can hear an echo, guys. We're just going to pause for a second and fix up the sound and like just sorted it out. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, oh, thank you so much because I would not have been able to handle that. Um. Yeah, it's, it's a good gig, yeah. I get a bit like that sometimes when I'm doing my solo episodes. I always have the um, headset on and 
hearing hearing my own voice directly into my ear like throws me off a bit. It takes me probably a couple of minutes before I can start being fluid with my speech because I'm slowed down a bit by the echo. It's not even an echo. It's the same time, but it's still. I feel yeah, maybe it. it's like your brain going, "Oh, someone's talking. Yeah, you should listen." Oh no, it's me. What? It's me. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <sighs> right, I feel like we need to rack up some shots, coffee shots. Okay. Let's do like five at once. Five at once. Oh, we need to get this going, man. When are you going to tap out? All right, pause. <laughs> so. What are we up to? Um, I think we're up to 21, 20, 21. 21. And we've just lined up five here. Yeah. Um, I am I'm feeling probably, yeah, full and, and lightheaded. And I'm just really tired. And you're over there snoozing. Yeah, I just had a, like, micro-sleep while Clay made the five shots. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, because I, I haven't taken my narcolepsy meds and I'm just wondering if I'm still going to need to take them because yeah. I am tired <laughs> and it's weird. Like I knew that I would not be as awake as I would have thought that 20 shots of coffee would have been enough yeah. to at least get me to... I don't want to fall asleep right now. Yeah. Like, I, if I lied down, I would be asleep within a few minutes. Like, I think I'd be quite off. Unbelievable. If I laid down right now, I feel like the room <laughs> would be spinning. Yeah. <laughs> from the shaking the vibrations. Good yeah. God. All right, so what do you reckon? There's a couple of bits. So the, the small cups actually okay. have the most in them by accident. Okay, yeah. So what do you reckon we do this? I'm just thinking temperature-wise if we're going to shop things. Mm. Is that... Those, those two are uh, bigger shots and those are the smaller. Okay. So maybe do those three first. All right. Right. So yeah, I'm getting tired, so we're just trying to speed this up so Clay can hurry up and tap out. Yeah, um. uh, I'd say I'm, I'm getting there. <sighs> All right. So this is 22. Mm -hmm. 23. Mm. 24. Mm. That's a bit that hot. Yep. <laughs> that one must have been one of the recent pause. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Legit sleepy still. Oh. Like. <laughs> I feel like I've just caught a cold. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At least I'll sleep well tonight. I've got the, yeah, the gala tomorrow night. So that is the gay gala um, put on by Laurie Bell. Um, she runs a good gig. Um, yeah, well, yeah, from the Feast Festival that got postponed because of lockdown. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so that's uh, sold out. And that's one of my favourite gigs of the year. Where is it? Uh, this year it's at uh, Diversity. So Diversity. Okay. Um, which is the old Humanities Theatre, I think. Oh, okay. And... Um, yeah, great venue. Uh, there's rumours that there'll be another cheese plate. There was a cheese plate at the last gig we did there. I cannot even stomach the thought of a cheese plate right now. I can always stomach the thought <laughs> of a cheese plate. <laughs> cheese plate and more caffeine. Um, so, yeah, it's one of my favourite gigs of the year. It's one of those gigs where it's just too easy. Like, if I did that gig every week, I would be a lazy comedian really quickly. Right. But once a year, it's just, it's like a gift from the universe. It's like, just get up there and be queer and pause every now and then. That's all you have to do because the audience is just so up for it because it's like queer comics to a queer audience. They're just like, yay, representation, our people. And it's just, yeah, the audience is just like a warm hug. Like, they're just like, yeah, we're up for it. We've already decided we're having a good time. Yeah. Like, you don't need to make them laugh. They're ready to go. Yeah. Just give them the signal. That's like, cool. oh, you pause here. Like, they're just, yeah, up for a good time, actively ready to have a good time. Like, you just, yeah. Um, such a good gig. So much fun. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Is that like, is that, if, if you've got a gig like that, is that, um, is that a place where you would try new material because they're more willing or? No, I mean, I am going to do a little bit of new material because um, I've written some stuff about um, the queer debate that I was involved in and a lot of the audience will be the same audience. So I'm only going to be able to do that material okay. to this audience because if, if, if you weren't there, it's not that relatable. 
Uh, but mostly it's, yeah, it's showcase stuff. You want to do your, your best for that. Uh, but also, like, not all of my material is about being bisexual, so I just do the, the yeah. stuff that's about that because that's what, what I want. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, so, yeah, you showcase. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't do new material there usually, but there's just a, a quick story I want to tell that is something that they were there for. So, yeah, it's, it's just for them. Yeah. So it's not regular new material. It's like this was written for you guys. Um, so... Yeah, but it's, oh, it's such a good gig. I can't wait. Awesome. So at least I'll sleep well tonight. Yeah, well, yeah. After thirty coffees. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I literally, I'd, I'd prefer to be drunk. I'd prefer to be drunk than what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I feel like my brain works better when I'm under the influence of drugs and alcohol than coffee. I feel like my brain is not working well now. Mm. But it's, I'm just, I'm just tired. Um. Yeah. Like I can't remember if we were recording or not. Or if it was during a break where I was like, I don't. I might still need to take my meds today because <laughs> I won't I won't be able to drive like this, not because I'm wired, but because I'm too tired. Yeah. So I'll either stay at Wendy's house or take my meds and wait till they kick in before I can drive home. But if I do that, I'll still have a nap. Legit have a nap at Wendy's. Wow. So I'll take my meds, then have a nap, a nap while they're kicking in, and then I'll wait for nap eventually. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I just feel... I feel bloated. I feel like my vision's changed. <laughs> and I feel cloudy <laughs> upstairs. I don't know. Any, any improv type of situation would be just a nightmare. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. All right, you ready for... Oh, I just had that one. 25? Yeah. Oh, I need another, do another. No, I've got no, three no, empties. Three yep, yep. Okay, cool. All right, 25, so 26? No, this is 25. They're hot. This one's hot? Yeah, pretty hot. Because these ones have got more volume. This is going to require some editing. This is all, like, yeah. <laughs> just counting now. <laughs> yes, it's just us not getting our head around small numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. Even I can't believe how tired I still am. <laughs> yeah, it's it's astounding. This isn't a healthy level of caffeine. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so corporate gigs. Yeah. You uh you don't get around them too often these days? Or? Um Yes and no, not I can't I guess it's a tough time to talk about it when COVID's happened, there's not a lot of that going around. Yeah. Yeah, there's not yeah, there's not really a lot of corporate stuff at the moment, but I think I'd have to get by. I I I one of my super skills is living poor. Like mm-hmm. these these nails were thirty cents a set. Like that's how good I am at, at living poorly. Sparkly. Uh, sparkly. Um yeah, so yeah, I don't need much to survive. Yeah. Um, words. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Oh yes. Okay. So it's do- like I, it's occurred to me like lately that I've had way more near-death experiences than a normal person. So there's that horse one where I nearly walked across the main road mm-hmm. asleep. Um, there was yeah when I got my tonsils out. It was they were down a staff member at the hospital, and they were just massively understaffed, and I started just bleeding from the float. And feeling faint and, and being like, oh, if I pass out now, I'm going to choke on my own blood. Mm. So, I did it. Uh, oh, yeah, another time when I was two years old, two or three or something, my parents and I were at a friend's house that had a pool and I was like running around the pool and dad's like, I bet she's going to go in in a minute. But they're watching me, like, only child, they, they care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and then sees me go in, dad's like, all right, I'll be back, just a second. And apparently, like, he dived in and apparently I was just sitting on the bottom of the pool, like, not even struggling. Just like, well, I've had a good life. <laughs> this is it, I guess. And then he pulls me out of the pool. I, like, choked and spotted for a bit and then said, oh, thank you for saving me, Daddy. <laughs> just like, oh, 
guess I'll live for a bit longer then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what else? What else? I've started writing them down. I don't have it with me. I'm in the, I'm in the, middle. <laughs> I'm in the middle of one right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be. Yeah. I um, almost drowned and a surfer um, came and got me. I got caught in a rip when I was like five or six. Mm. And now I don't do swimming. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm over it. I feel like in most pools, you probably wouldn't have to swim. Oh, pools, you yeah. You could I'm, just walk along the bottom. Yeah, and there's no rips. There's no <laughs> there's rips. No rips there's no pools. sharks. There's nothing, none of that. So pools, no, I'm okay with pools, but the ocean, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm not a fast swimmer, but I'm a strong swimmer. Like, I'm fine in the ocean and stuff. Like, I remember I was at the beach one day, and so I was like, oh, that's a pretty strong rip. And I was like, what rip? <laughs> like, you didn't notice? And I was, apparently, I just sort of swam back and went. Oh. Like, I think I thought they'd, they'd moved down the beach or something. I yeah. don't know. I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, it's the ocean. Um, but yeah, so I can, I can keep myself alive in water, but I, I'm not going to win any races. Like, I'm not fast. Yeah. Just buoyant. Buoyant. Yeah, I love water. Any supernatural experiences? And yes, I'm sure the answer is yes. Really reaching for conversation now. Yeah. I've had, like, premonition dreams. Mm Mm-hmm. That came true? Yes. Okay. They're all, like, just boring, nothing stuff. Yeah. Like, they're different dreams to regular dreams. So you know how sometimes you're like... Oh, yeah, so I was in my lounge room, but it was also Disneyland, and it was also the set yes. of friends. And then other dreams where it's fully real, like, really vividly real. Like, yep. exactly the same. It's your house, exactly your house, exactly. So these particular dreams are very vivid and very real. When you wake up and you're not sure if you were dreaming or not, like that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. and because I'll, I'll tell someone about them, I'm like, I have one of those dreams, and then it will happen. They're like, Ugh. And I have had premonitions and stuff. Like, years ago, like, old Rhino, we used to go to St. George's afterwards. And um, Craig, it was before holidays, and Craig was going on a road trip the next day and Craig and, and as he left I just got this really like heavy feeling and I was like I'm worried about Craig something's gonna happen and then the next day he was in a car accident oh shit he hit Rue or Rue hit him um yeah and I was yeah working in retail I was working at the Arndale store at that point and one of the people from the night before just came in and started going psychic psychic and then left but without any context <laughs> So no one else knew that I knew that person. Yeah. <laughs> but at one day, well, like, that's just something that happens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah, shit. Yeah. It's just like, if, if there's not a fight where chairs are thrown, like, it's a boring day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, like, stuff like that. And, yeah, I, I, I knew that Dad wasn't coming back from that, his last holiday. Like, I think I said it beforehand. To him? I think to Mum or to someone else, like. Fuck. Because it was, it was weird, like, that bit I do about it where it's like, so my parents go overseas, like, all the time, right? They're boomers, they got money, like, three times a year they go overseas. Mm. And the first time ever, before they left, they made me go down to the bank with them so that they could, so I could have access to an account, specifically for the purposes of, like, funerals and repatriating bodies. And I was like, where are you guys going? The farm? Yeah, dad did. He's, he's at the dad farm, he's fine. He's at the dad farm, he's just barbecuing. He's yeah. like, all the other dads, wide open spaces, they're, they're having a great time, they're not coming back. They're with, you, with your pets, you know, your childhood pets that went to the farm? Same farm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... And another, t- a few other times, it's something like that. It's like I had a dream that my mum was in danger when she was on holidays. And as, like, I woke up from the dream and I looked at the time and worked out, like, the next time I spoke to her, I was like, what were you doing at this time? And she's like, oh, funny story. This is when she was in Africa. She's like, yeah, we got stampeded by wild rhinos. Hilarious. Yeah. But my mum's a very, like, protocol, very pragmatic person in an emergency. Yeah. So I'm like, what did you do? She's like, oh, yeah, we just stood behind a tree. That's what you're supposed to do. Because they don't just run into trees. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, but she's like, yeah, but the tree was really skinny, so there was like five of us lined up between behind this like little <laughs> tree. Um, and then another time, I had the same thing with my best mate who was working in Marla. And I was like, something's happened to Tim. And I couldn't get a hold of him. I couldn't get through to him. And um, yeah, he'd been bitten by a brown snake. Oh, shit. And did he 
I'll live through that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I do have things. <laughs> You've got a sixth sense. I see dead people. I, I see going to be dead people. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at one. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, one day. Yeah, that's a prediction. You're going to die when? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, it feels like probably within the next eight hours. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I, I should leave until Rachel gets back. Mm. Oh, God. Starting to go down like razor blades now. Mm. For me, anyway. We probably should have saved the good coffee instead of having all the good coffee and then... This one's the good one. We're back to the good one. Okay. Yep. The, um... Oh, I'm out of sugar. That's right. That's why it tastes different. Oh, yes. I've, I've had... This bowl of sugar was full. That... I've also had, like... Fucking hell. cup of sugar. I feel like that's an achievement in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are you guys up to? <laughs> uh, if, anyone's, if anyone's still listening, <laughs> send an email and tell me that you got to this point and uh, maybe I'll, I'll send you some <laughs> yeah, merch. Free coffee. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm tapping out. Really? I don't feel good. Uh, I mean, I knew I was going to win, but... I thought we'd at least get to 30. Um, I will not have my arm twisted right now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm happy to win. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to anyway. We'll I'm, do that. I'm conceding. I, yeah. I don't feel like shitting myself. I feel like, I feel like I'm actively holding in uh, vomit. Organs, <laughs> organs yeah. yeah. Um, so to all you lot that was like, as if Eliza could beat Clay, I could I could just keep going and race against myself. I could do another five. Yeah, fuck you, Baz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baz. Baz is all like, oh, close twice the size of you. And I'm like, I got an epilepsy, bitch. Like, and uh, I feel confident saying fuck you, Baz, because he told me last night that he does not and will not listen to podcasts. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> we know what we like about him. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's – why don't you uh, plug your probably Fringe stuff because I don't know when this will be released. So it'll be definitely before Fringe. So plug your Fringe stuff. All right. Before uh, we go. Yeah. So uh, 13th of March at 4 p.m. The Dead Dads Club. If your dad's dead or you just like the idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird premise for a show. <laughs> I get that. I'm sorry. Sorry if you had to join the club. I'm in the club. Um, yeah. Might see you there. Tickets on sale at Fringe Ticks. Clay's going to buy one. Yes, I am. Uh, I'll be there. Come come see me sit in the crowd and see Eliza do her thing on stage. Um, Eliza Roods, Jason Chong. And Gordon Southern. And Gordon Southern. Oh, he's a funny man. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got the, well, Wendy's show, your, what's your my favourite conspiracy, conspiracy yep. theory. And uh, my show is uh, Who Killed Santa? I think it's the 9th to the 14th of March. Uh, late show, like 10, 10 p.m. Um, myself, Zach, uh, Zach Watson and Jean Lewis. And I don't remember anyone's names anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't have uh, 28 cups of coffee before... Before that. So. I can't promise the same thing. <laughs> I will uh, never do this again. I, I promise that I will take my meds before I get on stage so I will be a bit more awake than I am now. Mm. All right, well, thanks for... <laughs> Did you just go have another sip and then go, hang on, yeah. why am I doing this? I've tapped out. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming and uh, donating three hours of your time to <laughs> irresponsibility. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone make sure you buy, uh, buy some fringe tickets, support local artists and all that good shit. You know, it's been a tough time through COVID, so... Thank you. Oh, I'm going to have a nap now. <laughs> <laughs>